Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. Here we go on a Thursday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general Bobby Carpenter. On the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. We got your favorite pitcher's favorite pitcher, Jensen Lewis, with us. And, of course, our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark. J-Lou, great to talk to you, buddy. What's going on? How's the weather there up in the great northeastern portion of the state? God, yesterday was awesome, dude. Uh, Went for a walk in the neighborhood, uh, about 56 degrees up here by the lake. And, uh, yeah, it should still be decent today, but... Uh, other than that, uh, one of the great days on the calendar, is, as Shark will tell you, uh, we get actual spring training games today, uh, the Dodgers and the Padres. Uh, a World Series will not be won today, but it could be lost. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and who knows uh, what we'll see from here on out. But uh, real spring training games, guys getting a couple ABs, and then they'll get out of there, hit the showers, hit the golf course. So we're underway, baby. We're in, and literally, we're, we're a month away from Dodgers Padres in Korea to open up the big league season. It's uh, pretty remarkable. Would it surprise you to know as much as Shark loves baseball and watches all that he does and even when he's on vacation records the Guardians games and comes back and watches them at a later date, would it would it shock you to know that he does not care about spring training at all? Uh, not really, because I, I even self-admittedly, there's a lot of us uh, that played the game that that didn't care too much <laughs> that already knew we were on the team. So uh, we sh- we share that sentiment. It's building towards uh, you know the season and 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 what all that entails. But I'm with him on that. On this side of the ledger, now uh, it is it's more labor intensive with teams uh, even you know just in my position having to cover all the teams yeah. every single day. I, I've I've said this to you. I'll say it again. My job is exponentially harder now, and people are like, what are you talking about? Like Pitching in the big league should be pretty damn hard. It is, uh, but I only had to worry about one team every day. Yeah, I got to worry about 30 every day now. Absolutely, man. I mean, you got to know what's going on with you know <laughs> Kansas City Royals. I mean, they're inside your division, but yeah, let's yeah. check in what's going on with the Oakland A's you know, and, and their forecast <laughs> uh, for this upcoming season. No, it's, uh, yeah, Jensen, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable, buddy. Uh, so I'm glad to know that you're doing well. Glad to know that the weather is up there is pretty good. I think we're going to have a lot of rain today. Uh, I think just all over across the map. I was looking kind of at the forecast. Yeah, today, we had but, some already too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I was driving in this morning. I'm like, ah, oh, small raindrops, and then I think they're going to grow here throughout the day. But yesterday was terrific, man. I mean, it was just flat out. I took the dog in the walk. I'm in shorts and a long sleeve shirt. I mean, it was like 62 degrees down here. Sunshine, a little breezy. Mm. I mean, we I saw everything from shorts and t-shirts to winter coats and parkas like walking oh boy uh yeah walking the dog yesterday i'm like you know what that makes sense because we're in ohio and it's the month of february and anytime we cross that mendoza line of 55 plus in sunshine then all bets are off compared to uh as to what the what the outerwear is going to be for the population i just love that you use baseball terminology to describe uh, weather, life events, all the above. It's fantastic. Absolutely, man. We got an awesome show lined up for you here today. Uh, interesting topic 
coming up in our next segment, and we will scatter this throughout the program. Buckeyes could be playing at a very unique venue of this upcoming season against Northwestern Jensen. Uh, they could be hitting Wrigley Field, which I, mm. I know I don't know how you feel about that, but mm. um, I think Buckeye Nation is pretty devised. <laughs> I saw I saw yesterday, I hate this. This is a dumb idea to, oh my God, this is going to be the, one of the coolest things ever. So uh, we'll get into that coming up here in our next segment. Talk about the possibility of Ohio State playing uh, at Wrigley Field and you know some of your experiences up there and you know what this means. I mean, it's a National Landmark Society site, so uh, that's pretty neat. Rarely do you get to see the Buckeyes play you know, in a baseball stadium. Never, uh, not in this current day and age anyway. So we're going to do that throughout the program. Um, Bob was joined by Buckeye Safety Lathan Ransom on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. We're going to hear that coming up here at 635 here a little bit later on this morning. Justin Fields, what's the deal with him? What's going on with the Chicago Bears? He spoke on a podcast with the St. Brown brothers, uh, Amonra and Equinemius. Uh, we're going to hear from that a little bit later on in the program uh, around 7 o'clock. College football playoff, the expansion news going to 12. Well, they had another number in mind. They just couldn't get it done. Uh, we'll do that. We'll listen to Macarary, new safeties coach here at Ohio State around 720 this morning. Mark Shag of the Hockey Riders, he's going to join the program. Jackets, wild night last night in Anaheim. 4 nothing oh. up. Tied 4-4, and then you ultimately pull it out 7-4 in a crazy night. So we'll check in with Mark Scheig uh, about all things Jackets coming up here at 7.35 here a little bit later on this morning. And then it is Christmas week. We're on Christmas Eve Eve. Crew hosting Atlanta, getting their season started over at Lower.com Field on Saturday. President and general manager of your Columbus crew, Tim Bezbachenko, a.k.a. Prez Bez. He's going to join the program. What's the pressure like for the boys? Can they repeat as MLS Cup champions? They're also in Champions Cup, which is international competition. Love uh, it. Where are the eggs in the baskets? What are they going to try to go for as they're in uh, trophy raking mode? So uh, a great program lined up for you here this morning. But before we get into anything else, it is Thursday. It is the 22nd day of February 2024. Time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Mark the Shark. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, Sharksy. Yes. Happy Tuesday to you. Thursday for me. I don't know what day what did it is I say? Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, listen, man, it's been one hell of a week. It's been a hell of a week at our house. Uh, gentlemen, today is February the 22nd. It was back on this date in 1732 that George Washington was born in Westmoreland County, Virginia. George was the oldest of six children, but he himself did not have any children. However, mm-hmm. had a couple of stepchildren, Martha's mm. kids from a previous marriage. Got in busy. 1819, the U.S. purchased Florida from Spain. We didn't have to pay anything for the Sunshine State. Just had to assume $5 million worth of claims by U.S. citizens against Spain. It was a pretty good uh, deal for us, I think. A real good acquisition yeah. there and a good vacation spot. Good spring training spot, too. Uh, the Prohibition Party is a political party in the United States whose platform was to oppose the sale and consumption of alcoholic beverages. The party was founded in 1869, but on this date, in 1872, the first national convention of the Prohibition Party was held where... Columbus, Ohio. Oh, man. Nice. What are we doing? 1889, President Cleveland signed a bill to admit the Dakotas, Montana, and Washington State to the Union. 
1893, the first Iron Bowl was held in Birmingham. Auburn beat Alabama 32-22. to I don't know why they were playing a college football game in February. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. February 22nd, 1959, Lee Petty wins the first ever Daytona 500. He drove a hardtop Oldsmobile 88. They don't run those in the in the 500 anymore. I think they should. We should do a throwback race for NASCAR once a year. Mm, that's fun. I like that idea. 1978, the U.S. Air Force launched Navstar 1, the world's first GPS satellite. GPS right. actually began as uh, military technology, but, of course, expanded into uh, something that we use about every day in our cars. Do you believe in miracles? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a miracle on this day <laughs> in 1980 at the Winter Olympics in Lake Placid as the U.S. hockey team faced the mighty Soviet Union in the semifinals. Here is Al Michaels. 28 seconds. The crowd going insane. Carlemont, shooting it into the American end again. Morrow is back there. Now Johnson, 19 seconds. Johnson over to Ramsey. Big Elekhanov gets checked by Ramsey. McClanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! <laughs> It's an all-time call. That never was, gets old. No. That was <laughs> wonderful. Actually came in the afternoon. It wasn't carried live on television. Right. Tell us how you watched that game, Shark. I, I watched yeah. it on television right. beam, but I knew <laughs> I was at uh, I was at in college and I was checking out the old uh, well, it was UPI back then, the ticker machine. And I just kept going back there every five minutes to look at the scores. <laughs> and and I, I just we went nuts in school when that Final came over and then uh, got to go home and watch the game that night. Not quite as stressful when you knew what the outcome was. Semi-final game, right? Yep. Yeah. They then had to beat Finland on Sunday. Uh, the Soviets had won the previous four Olympic hockey gold medals and led the U.S. 3-2 to two going into the third period of that game. But Mark Johnson tied it nine minutes into the third. And then a minute and a half later, Mike Ruzioni gave the Americans the lead for good. At the 1989 Grammy Awards, Bobby McFerrin's oh, yeah. Don't Worry, Be Happy wins for Song of the Year. I feel like we should just bring this back as a society. <laughs> Can I throw yeah. this out? Can yeah. I throw it out to you guys? Uh, on Netflix, have you guys seen the special, The Greatest Night in Pop Music, I believe is what it's called, when they had... Oh, um, it had to be like 35, 40 of the biggest names in music. It was, I believe it was the American Music Awards. And uh, Guy Ritchie was hosting and he got everyone together. You know, I mean, the Titans, uh, Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen. I got to go through the list again. But are you talking about Night and Pop? Are you talking about Night and Pop? We are the world. Yes, we are the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like it, it, I tried to channel my inner sports of if we get all these people together to do, you know, raise again. It was raising money for uh, for a great cause. If you did it on the sports, what's a sports equivalent? Go through that roster oh, of names at the height of where they were at that point. Do the equivalent of today. And see what name and list you come up with. It's it's ridiculous. Eight out of ten on the IMDb. Ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Yeah, and I'm I'm not the biggest you know like musical historian or, or document you know consumer. 
I was locked in from the first five minutes. I'll have to give that a go. Oh, yeah. I've got somewhere, I've got that on the VHS tape, <laughs> the video of that. Everybody is in that thing. Yes. They, they, uh, they recorded that right after the Grammys. Correct. So all everybody was there, and they went in and they finished like five o'clock in the morning. It, yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, yeah, it was it's a pretty monster. It was a big roster. deal back there. And I'm 85. looking at it right now. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's everybody seismic. <laughs> yeah. Billy Joel and and Diana Ross and Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. And you had Bob, uh, Dylan, Bob Ray Dylan. Charles. Bob Dylan didn't want to do it. Uh, he didn't want to sing a solo in that because he doesn't really fit any other yes, genre, no. but they got him to do it, and it did it pretty well. Huey Lewis was in that. Uh, let's see here. 2006, the largest theft in British history occurred. In the early morning hours of February 22nd, 2006, a gang of six men stole 53 million pounds from the Securities Bank Depot in Kent, Great Britain. The depot manager, Colin Dixon, was kidnapped the night before along with his wife and eight-year-old son and forced into the building. He helped the gangsters evade the security system. They loaded the 53 million pounds into a truck and drove away. Crazy. And were never caught. Wow. Crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Good for at, them. At the 2009 Academy Awards, Heath Ledger posthumously wins Best Supporting Actor for his performance as the Joker in The Dark Knight. Hello, beautiful. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? So I had a wife. Beautiful. Like you. Who tells me I ought to smile more? One day they carve her face. We have no money for surgeries. She can't take it. I just want to see her smile again. I just want her to know that I don't care about the scars. So, I stick a razor in my mouth and do this to myself. And you know what? She can't stand the sight of me. Yeah, it's an all-time role. Speaking of bank robberies, the opening scene in that movie is terrific. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. Speaking of names in a movie, how about that cast? Too? Yeah. 2019, Patriots owner Robert Kraft charged with soliciting prostitution as part of <laughs> no, a human no. trafficking sting operation in Jupiter, Florida. Kraft would be acquitted because he had the money to pay for better attorneys <laughs> than the prosecution. Hey, it's yeah. just a normal pit stop going yeah. from Boston down to Fort Lauderdale on your way to Kansas City for a title right. game. the glove don't fit, you must acquit. That's right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, birthdays today, Robert Wadlow. Born in 1918 in Alton, Illinois, he would go on to be the tallest known human being at 8 foot 11, but he also wow. only lived to be 22 years old. Edward Kennedy, they called him Teddy. He was born in 1932, served as a U.S. Senator from Massachusetts for 47 years before dying in 2009. Manager Sparky Anderson, born in 1934. We lost him in 2010. Sparky led the Reds and Tigers to World Series titles. The good doctor, Julius Irving, is 74. The crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin, mm. born in 1962, died in 2006. Yeah. Been 18 Jeez, years right. since he died. Gosh. Hall of Fame golfer Vijay Singh is 61. And then actress Drew Barrymore is 49. She was just a young really? little girl when she did E.T. Oh, yep. And that's what I have for you on this 22nd day of February. Good job on that, Sharky, as always. Uh, yeah, lots of lots of good stuff in there today. But uh, the bank robbery for the for the English folks, that's a that's a pretty strong one. 53 million pounds. I think you'll uh, take that to the it. bank. You may have a, a pretty awesome opportunity to watch the Buckeyes 
play at a historic stadium this football season. Get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we have no crashes across central Ohio to let you know about, but definitely a wet commute for you this morning. Things are picking up on I-71 as you come into the Columbus Metro and on 33 on the southeast side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Staggerwald. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it. It's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. Your man Jay Lou filling in for the general. Today, tomorrow, Bob will get back from the Buckeye Cruise on Monday. He had a chance to sit down with Buckeye Safety Nathan Lathan Ransom. I almost said Nathan Lansom. That's wrong. Don't <laughs> want to get the N's and the L's confused. Yes, uh, Lathan Ransom. Uh, he's going to join the program with Bob coming up here, oh, in about, let's say, 11, 12 minutes time coming up here in our next segment. So I didn't even think about this as a possibility, Jensen, but uh, as we know, Northwestern's getting a brand new shiny football facility. And By looks- the way, you wanna, do you want to give people a, a, a refresh on how shiny and ridiculous that facility's going to be? It's, uh, it, it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> And I actually like what they're doing. So they're taking the capacity down. Yeah, um, intimate. Yeah, with Ryan Field, with well, old compared to what old Ryan Field was. And if you had right. been to old Ryan Field, by the way, Shark called uh, Ohio Stadium a dump yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, I, don't, I wouldn't go down that rabbit hole, Shark. But uh, Ryan Field is a dump and was a yes. dump. And yes. it had um, it had served its purpose. And as we are ushering in the new era and Big Ten teams are set to make anywhere up to $85, $90 million a year, then you probably don't want to be playing uh, in dumps. So uh, Northwestern's building a brand new shiny football facility. I think uh, the price on that is... Um, one fifty-seven. No, that, that's probably low. Yeah, I think it was uh, somewhere around the uh, tune of one billion dollars. Uh, is what this sucker is going to be oh, for and the whole? Yeah, for the whole and, and stuff that's surrounding it too. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's going to be remarkable. But I didn't even think that you know with them tearing down old Ryan Field and replacing it with new Ryan Field that they're going to be looking to play elsewhere. And wouldn't you believe that the Buckeyes have to travel to Evanston this year uh, on their schedule? So it wasn't even a thought process of mine. And then I saw this come down yesterday, and this is from Matt Shelton and Louis Vacker of WildcatReport.com, which is the rival's arm uh, of the Northwestern coverage for their school. said, Northwestern's 24 season begins in less than seven months, and the demolition of Ryan Field has already begun, yet the Wildcats haven't signed contracts for any of their home games. A reflection of how complicated the landscape is and a source close to the scheduling process told wildcat report that even the date of the home opener could change to find an open field um so that yeah which is a pretty wild thing athletic director of northwestern Derek gregg told alumni in new york city last week that northwestern will play a home game at lambeau field in green bay 
this season. Now, that will get a lot of people up in arms because apparently the rumored opponent at Lambeau Field is going to be Wisconsin. <laughs> like that, uh, that doesn't seem much like a home game to me. That seems like a Wisconsin home game, but hey, man, you do whatever you want. It's your athletic program. Many fans went into an uproar on Twitter admonishing Northwestern's athletic department playing the Badgers in a stadium in Wisconsin would be a tough pill to swallow, especially against Wisconsin. The source also shared that there are two available venues for the date. That would be Lambeau and SeatGeek mm. Stadium. So SeatGeek mm-hmm. is their soccer stadium, right? It's a new right. soccer stadium out in Bridgeview, uh, I believe, which is a, a suburb of Chicago. Soldier Field, Wrigley, and even Guaranteed Rate Field are unavailable. Soldier hosts the Bears. Wrigley hosts the Cubs. Guaranteed Rate Field hosts the White Sox. So the source said the program is still weighing options for that game, uh, but it is for just about every game on the schedule. Now, here's where it gets interesting. It said, in fact, the only two game only two games that have locations are pretty much set at this time, according to the source. The Wildcats will play Indiana on October 5th at SeatGeek Stadium. So the 20,000-seat arena uh, in Bridgeview over in a Chicago suburb, that's the soccer stadium. And host Ohio State on their November 16th trip to Chicago at Wrigley Field. That's a pretty wild situation that the Buckeyes are going to be walking into here as you get tuned up for, uh, you know, October is for, uh, what is it? What did Bob always say? October's for winners. November's for contenders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's, what's the saying, Shark? Pretenders. Pretenders. October's for pretenders. November's for contenders. For contenders, for contenders yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to attribute Same that idea. Wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's a pretty wild situation, you walking into Wrigley Field to play to play a football game in 2024. So my my first thought was, again, knowing the Cubs will likely contend this year in the NL Central. Uh, again, it, that, that's their home venue, and they're going to want you know as much. It, it's not like you just drop in and, and put a football field in overnight. It's not like the the hockey and basketball arenas no. where you can change out the floor uh, in you know hours time. Uh, what I find remarkable uh, is that there there wasn't a bit more forethought, and, and maybe there was, and we weren't part of those meetings, and they just were like the MLB schedule makers, and just you know had the double and triple pours instead of really thinking this through. <laughs> you know, doesn't that's my first reaction here, Beamer? Is yeah. you're telling me you didn't have you knew this project was happening for you multiple the, years. You knew the date. How are you not negotiating with, hey, NFL stadiums or or you know going through uh, other other local spots or bigger you know football programs to say, hey, can you know for for a year can we kind of you know move in for these home games? I think everyone in the program knew that you're technically not playing your traditional home games for at least a season. Yeah. But it feels like someone dropped the ball big time here on not having the backup plan in place once they knew this time was going to hit. Well, of course. I mean, look at the Saints, right? I mean, I know it's different NFL compared to college programs, right? I mean, but with the Saints had to move out of the Dome because of Katrina, like they went down to, uh, where do they play? They played Death Valley, right? Uh, They played where the LSU Tigers play. And then you look um, kind of at at, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, like they played at TCF Bank Stadium. Like they played in the college venue. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bears, when the Bears were redoing Soldier Field, like they played at the University of Illinois. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this has happened before, but for them to not get to a place in time where it's like, hey, 
uh, city of Chicago, we need your help on this. We need to just rent out Soldier Field for every one of our home games. Like, that's crazy. Now that Mm -hmm. you're saying to yourself, like, we're going to play at a 20,000-seat soccer arena, a 35,000-seat baseball field, uh, or a 40,000-seat baseball field, uh, either on the north side or the south side. Like, I can't. I can't even process the Buckeyes walking into Wrigley Field, Jensen, in the year 2024. But, I mean, yeah. it, it will probably be a logistical nightmare for everybody who goes and covers the game. And I don't know if Wrigley Field is ready for Buckeye Nation to descend upon it. I don't, I'm sure that Wrigleyville is. But that's a whole heck of a lot of people to smash into Wrigley, Wrigleyville uh, for a game that's going to be played. And it, quite the unique one for Buckeye fans to be walking in there. Yeah, and let alone... A look at the timing on the calendar too, just for where Ohio State's schedule is as far as opponents go, and and where your mindset is going to be if you're Ryan Day and everything's going the way it's we hope it goes. So yeah, it's it, it'll be a test on multiple levels. Uh, but geez, God, how do you not how do you not have this thing figured out at least a year ago, at least when you knew that this was coming up. It's just ridiculous. We'll get into a little bit more of that coming up here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Where would you like to see the Buckeyes play um, in Chicago, right? I mean, ultimately, like, would you want to see them play at Soldier Field? Or are you going to take the pilgrimage up to Wrigley and watch a football game? Because we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of dumb. <laughs> like yeah. uh, The end zones are rather close to the walls at Wrigley, and we're going to have to figure <laughs> out that situation. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit here uh, in the 7 o'clock hour as we continue the program. For now, Buckeye Safety, Lathan Ransom. He joined Carp on the Buckeye Cruise. We'll get to hear that next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. Right now, no crashes across our major interstates to let you know about, but definitely a wet commute for your Thursday morning. I-71 near Polaris starting to pick up. Also picking up on 33 where it meets I-270 over on the southeast side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stoddard. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Panic and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. Who's going here? Little Thursday edition of the program. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark, Bob out on the Buckeye Cruise. Got a chance to talk to some current Buckeyes. We've gotten to hear from the likes of Cody Simon earlier in the week, Avery Henry. Got to hear from Jack Sawyer. How about safety, Lathan Ransom? Take it away, Bob. Lathan Ransom, Senior Safety Ohio State. Lathan, this is your first... Buckeye Cruise, you've been on here for a couple days. What's this been like? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I didn't realize that we were going to be the guinea pigs the whole time on the cruise, but after I figured that out, man, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and me and the guys have all enjoyed it. So you've been here with a lot of your teammates. You ever been on a cruise before? No, this is, the, this is my first time on a cruise, and it's my first time also out of the country. Really? Okay, so kind of breaking down some new barriers. What's it been like so far? Um, It took me the first day to get used to. I wasn't used to the boat rocking a little bit and... and Sleeping, feeling, feeling it move around, but and then also looking outside, just seeing nothing but water took me a little bit to used to. But it's been fun; it's been a cool experience. Well, you're an Arizona guy, correct? Desert guy, so yeah, it's, I'm sure it's a it's a lot different. Um, 
you know, everybody else are grinding back at the Woody right now. There's some of the veteran guys here hanging out. Have we got a chance to get some workouts in? Feeling all right? Oh, most definitely. Uh, me and the uh, everybody worked out this uh, yesterday morning, and then this morning me and Denzel got in there, got a little run in, because we know Coach Mick is coming with pain <laughs> when we get back. <laughs> no, this will be good. It's a good time. Um, you know, just being around Buckeye Nation, kind of seeing this, you know, I think there's around seven, 800 people on the boat. I mean, you get to see 100,000, you know, every other weekend in Columbus, Ohio, in the shoe. You travel around, you see them in away games, you see them at the bowl games. This is a more of like an intimate connection, trying to meet and talk to people. Kind of what has that experience been like? Um, it's been it's been really cool just feeling the buck I love, man. I mean, every uh, passenger that I walk up to is just talking about how much they appreciate us being on the cruise. And I'm just telling, telling back to them just, man, I appreciate y'all having us. Like, So it's been cool to just see that and then just see how excited they are to, to talk to us and, and to see us do these events. And, man, it's just you just really feel uh, the buck I love. That's all I got to say. You've had a, a very strong career at Ohio State, battled some injuries, some different things. Obviously, this year didn't end the way you wanted to, not just on the field, but also you know with you getting banged up. You know the decision to come back. What, what all went into that? I mean, definitely a lot. I mean, it took. I really didn't know until like a week before I made the decision to come back, and it was just talking to my family about. I mean, going to the next level, you're so close to achieving your dreams, yet I just didn't feel that I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish at Ohio State with myself and with the team, and just knowing that. We ain't beat the team on North. Um, we didn't win enough. I didn't win enough with the, our team. Didn't win enough Big Ten championships since I've been here. And uh, just like everyone's saying, I mean, not to sound cliche, but it's just unfinished business. So I just wanted to come back just to be a leader and just leave a legacy here at Ohio State. You start talking about you know, Denzel, and, you know, Jack, JT, you know, Donovan. I mean, all the so many of the guys here on the boat, Mac. All, I'm trying to think of who all is here. That you know, a lot of those guys trade, decide to come back, and. You know, was that something that you talked about? I mean, did you talk about you know anybody the defense? Was this a collective thing, or and obviously there's individual decisions that need to be made, but kind of a lot of guys have echoed the same stuff over the last couple of months. I mean, was that something that was kind of discussed? Yeah, I think this is the best example of the brotherhood, and it's like so funny when I think about just being a guy from Arizona and when I first committed here you, you don't know what the brotherhood is you have no idea what you're signing up for so just it's cool to just kind of think back over these five years what I learned the relationships I built with our teammates with my class and the class below us that we all came to this collective decision to come back and put our personal goals and personal um just personal stuff aside just that we all wanted to come together as this brotherhood as this team to achieve one goal and I think that there's no better example of the brotherhood than that and you talked about Coach Mick getting after you guys you know what's the offseason been like I mean are we healthy are we able to do most of the stuff that we wanted to and you know I know the grind is real and you're almost a spring ball but you know how has this whole been over the last couple months man the grind is hard I mean we came back First of all, none of us, um, if you look at our, our tire in the weight room, none of us have any logos, nothing on all of us are in gray, basically saying that you got to earn that stuff. Like, we haven't earned that. So I really respect, I really like that. And, like, what Coach Mick's doing is all competition. Everything we're doing is competition, win or lose. Everything's charted. And, and it's hard, man. It's hard. It's gritty. But that's how it should be, and that's how it's been. And uh, I think everyone's embracing it. We've had some transfers come in. They're all embracing it. And I, I'm excited to see how the spring goes and then camp and then the season. You're one of the veteran leaders. You talk about transfers and guys coming in. You know, obviously IGB came in. You know, last year's been an awesome addition. 
grinder, works hard, everything that you want in a player. Uh, what has it been kind of integrating some of the other guys that you've seen come through here? Man, that's one thing I'll say. They did a great job recruiting these guys because they all came in and, and they fit in perfectly. I mean, um, IGB is a great example. Kemi, man, me and Denzel's best friend now. and He's only been here for a year. Caleb's come in, um, meshed with the other safeties really well. Um, Quinshawn's come in, meshed with the running backs really well. And they all come in just ready, hungry to compete and uh, and get ready for greatness. It's been uh, it's been unbelievable. One of the other things that's been kind of in there, a guy who I know really well I played with, he was at Ohio State for a while, left. <laughs> a man, Schlegs is back. You're getting to see him a little bit on the boat, but what's it been like with him in the weight room? Man, if if someone would have explained Schlegs to me before, I probably wouldn't <laughs> believe it until I seen it. And what one thing I love about him, he brings that same energy every day. Like, he's the he's the loudest dude in the weight room, the most rowdiest dude. Um, the dude that's really, he's pushing. He's pushing everyone hard. And, uh, man, I love I love that old school energy that he's bringing, man, because it's, it's really bringing greatness out of people. Yeah, he does a phenomenal job. What's it like been seeing him here on the cruise bouncing around <laughs> with that same energy? That's what's funny is is he can bring the same energy in the weight room that he's bringing on his cruise, man. He, he goes hard at everything he does. That's one thing I respect. But uh, no, I love Coach Legs, man. He brings, uh, he brings I don't know, he brings some... Uh, uh, it's a side that you don't get to see out of a lot of players, so I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, you know, played there. Uh, started looking at this too. You know, this defense you've been in now, second year um, under this kind of a unique scheme and the way you get to be a part of it. Being in the second year, like the level of comfortability. How do we feel about everything going through it? Man, I'm excited. Um, like I said, my first couple of years here, I had so many different coaches, so many different schemes. So just to have this stability coming back to this is, is really exciting. And uh, and then we have all the pieces to be one of the best defenses that's ever come to Ohio State or in the nation. So, I mean, that's got all of the defense looking our chops to be better than we were last year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty impressive. Excited for you guys, man. Enjoy, obviously, the rest of the cruise here. Thanks for spending some time. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Lathan Ransom with Bob on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. That was good stuff uh, out of Lathan, mm-hmm. talking about the you know integration of some of the guys who are coming in. And Davison Igbenosen being IGB, uh, Caleb Downs joining the safety room, and uh, I, I thought it was fascinating, Jensen, when he's talking about you know, everybody's got to wear gray and they can't wear the logos this offseason. Like that's the I'd kind of noticed that on social media, but I think that's the first kind of acknowledgement that we have gotten. Uh, um, it's a la kind of the like earn you got to earn your black stripe removal right to be a full time Buckeye, and uh, it seems that every single player on this Ohio State roster has to earn their logo this offseason, and something that. I don't know if I could really enjoy uh, much more with kind of what's been going on the last couple of years, but it seems that they're hyper-focused. Amazing uh, that you you continually see the evolution of motivation and and how creative uh, or maybe even simplifying the creative there of just saying, hey, fellas, everyone starts over each year. And and that's kind of where they've had to be is you got to wash away three consecutive years of losing the biggest game of your season and Hey, maybe this is, uh, I don't know if we've ever had four times the charm, but damn, Ryan Day's <laughs> trying to find any way he can to, to get this group across the finish line. I loved how he's like, I didn't even know that Schlegs was a real person. Like, he was just made up in a lab. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, he is. And he's also very, very good at his job. So that was great stuff from Bob uh, and Lathan Ransom on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. The real reason behind the Eagles collapse this past NFL offseason, it is quite the doozy. That and Quick Hitters next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, no crashes across central Ohio to let you know about, but we are seeing wet road conditions and a soggy commute for your Thursday morning. I-70 coming into the Columbus Metro starting to get busy and 33 on the southeast side also seeing a little bit of traffic. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beam has a baby face. Bobby has soft hands. That should not stop you from listening to this show. This is Morning Juice. Our guy Jay Lou filling in for Bob. He's on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. And we here on the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Hey, Sharky. Yes. Happy Thursday. Thank not you. Tuesday. Not Tuesday. Thankfully, it's not Tuesday. Glad you got that right. Antonio Pierce was just recently named head coach of the Raiders after having that job interim-wise for the end of the season. He's already throwing fastballs at the hated rival Chiefs. (laughs) Pierce said the Pistons couldn't beat Michael Jordan and the Bulls until they got very physical with Mike. And Pierce compared Patrick Mahomes to Jordan. Yeah, quote, we've got the Jordan rules And now we've got the Mahomes rules. Pierce was appearing on Max Crosby's podcast. And Beamer, he just let the league know that the Raiders will be physical with Mahomes. And guess who else he notified? The NFL referees. League. (laughs) Yeah. You let the league know about this. And listen, like, the Raiders have done a really nice job. Like, I, I think it was... Yeah, it was Patrick Mahomes, and he was talking about who's the toughest guy to play against for him personally. And he was like, without a without a second of doubt in my mind, he goes, Max Crosby. He goes, Max is such a nice guy off the field. He was like, but when we play against each other, man, he's like, he just hates me. Like, he is in my grill, and he won't stop talking to me the whole game, and he shoves me down after the play, and... Uh, all those kinds of good things. Now, the interesting part about this is that, yeah, like the Jordan rules, like bad boy Pistons would just hammer him every time he came into the paint. Now, the problem is uh, you were allowed to do that, and it only counted as a personal foul in basketball. Um, well, when that happens across the NFL and you get a roughing the passer or unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, uh, well, guess what? You get two of those bad boys, and then you're ejected from the game. So, um, But on the same point, like I like this out of Antonio Pierce, and it's no reason why he won over that locker room because he's coming out and saying, listen, guys, uh, we're going to play a nasty style of defense. We're letting the league. We're getting them on notice as to what's going to happen. And if we draw a few fouls, that's okay, but sometimes you need to be put in your place. So I kind of like this, and I totally understand why he his players rallied around him because you don't hear a lot of coaches come out in the open and say that, but obviously mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, and let's face it. I mean, you, you as we just talked about with Ryan Day, you're finding more ways to get your group motivated. Uh, I, I think that's also a thing you put into the Chiefs' meeting rooms now is, okay, it's out there. It's yeah. just another thing they have to prepare for and kind of take their concentration off what they what they really should be working on. We already knew that Shohei Otani would not be pitching this season for the Dodgers following elbow surgery, but it looks like he'll be full go from day one as a batter. Shohei took batting practice yesterday at spring training for the second time. And he's hoping to get around 50 at-bats in Cactus League action this spring. He says he's right on schedule, feeling good, seeing the ball well. And J. Lou hopes to be ready to face the Padres in the season opener. Now, remember, they're playing in South Korea before everybody else gets started four weeks from yesterday. 
Yeah, how about that? Uh, a very above average player, uh, Shohei Otani is, even though he can <laughs> only right? do one thing. Only can do one thing this year. Uh, he did drop from my number one overall player in the league to number 10 this year for uh, MLB Network Radio's rankings. But here's the thing. Uh, if you've watched any of the ABs from Live VP, the scary part is in the top three, and it doesn't matter how Dave Roberts deploys in Beamer, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Shohei Otani, those yeah. are the first three guys you're going to see in that lineup every day uh, for the most part. Uh, last year, Mookie Betts third, Freddie Freeman fourth, Shohei Otani sixth overall in the power rankings Jeez. according to Fangraphs. So six of your top, I'm sorry, three of your top six hitters in the big leagues are one, two, three in the same lineup almost every single game. Let me ask you this question, Jensen, because we know he's not going to focus on pitching you know, this year uh, with the elbow injury that Shark mentioned. Um, does I mean, does that make him a better batter, knowing mm. that, I mean, the fatigues, the fatigue level may not be there uh, from being glad, on the mound? Glad you brought it up because it's been a narrative for us kind of talking on the side of, yeah. you know, the outlet for him. Let's say he's been frustrated, you know, hitting-wise. Boy, every fifth or sixth day, he's been able to go out there and just blow cheese by people. And sometimes that gets you back even, kind of levels you out a little bit, and, and you forget maybe some of the bad things you've been doing hitting-wise. This is a real case study this year. It's the first time. He hasn't had the outlet. Now, he's going to be doing the rehab and all that stuff, but to a certain extent, that's Groundhog Day for a while. Yeah. I mean, you're you're, you're kind of in the weeds with some of those exercises and those those activities. So uh, I'm very intrigued to see not only from, hey, you're limited to only do one thing, but let's face it, everyone knows he's, again, he's not going to make $70 million every year, but that contract is going to weigh, no question about it. Is it Dodgers and everyone else, or is it Dodgers, Braves, everyone else? I don't think. I tell you what. I I think it's a little more level there in the National League okay. than people realize. I really do. Well, because we had you know seven teams now making the playoffs, you mm. just don't always okay, get the wait best for teams. expansion. Sharky, yeah. wait till we get Nashville and Salt Lake City. Let's Hang just put there. everybody in. Hey, by the way, Jensen <laughs> Shark loves Rob Manfred. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> we, loves. We him. all do, don't I, we? I would like to see, uh, and maybe you know this, J. Lou. I would like to know what his batting statistics were in games that he pitched. I don't think there was much of a fall off. And remember when they would take him out of the game after six innings or whatever, he stayed in the game as a batter. Uh, they, you know, it, it they was, literally made the rule. They made the Shohei yeah. rule this past year about, hey, yeah, he can remain in the game. So, uh, yeah, good case study there as well, Sharky. Well done. Like Connor Stallions on the Wolverine sideline, Security Chief Dom DeSandro. Yes. He <laughs> was always on the Philadelphia Eagles sideline every game. But you probably remember this. He was banned during the end of this season after making contact with 49ers linebacker Dre Greenlaw. The Eagles were awful after that December 3rd game. And reporter Derek Gunn knows why. He claims that DeSandro's departure, (laughs) Beamer, threw Coach Nick Sirianni off balance, became, you know, he just couldn't handle it because Dom DeSandro controlled him on the sidelines. That's a crazy story. I mean, it's the fact that you got this dude, this mythical figure out there in Philadelphia named Big Dom, and he's out there leading the charge for security purposes for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's the one keeping Nick Sirianni in check. I mean, it's kind of like old mobster movies, right, where you've got your muscle and then you've got your kingpin (laughs) out there. Like, you've got your top dog, and then you've got your guy who goes out and does your dirty work for you. Like, that's the kind of situation that we're dealing with in Philly. 
And it's pretty remarkable to say that Big Dom controls Sirianni's emotion on the sidelines. And without Big Dom in this picture, Nick Sirianni would act like a toddler and he would get numerous arguments with players and coaches during games that would then derail him from being able to actually coach in the game. It's a crazy thing that one guy who's not even in charge of the Eagles organization has that much power over your head coach. Uh, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie is the general manager, he's the owner of that team, right? How he's, how he's the GM. Like if I'm them and this story comes out, the first thing I'm asking Nick Sirianni is like, man, like what, what are we even doing here? Are, are we, are we serious? Are we 10 years old? Are we unable to control our emotions that much? That's a crazy story. Uh, what happens when the Eagles start 0-2? I mean, let's assume that uh, it's Brazil for uh, the Browns-Eagles uh, and, you know, they get Cowboys Sunday Night Football Week 2. They're 0-2. I mean, is that it? Sirianni get four games and he's done? <laughs> the quick hook. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, if they were already talking about it, come on. I mean, we're adults here. Like, I, Beamer, I, I can be security for you when yeah. you do, you know, the crew uh, live for months. Sure. I mean, it's and, and I don't need to be your hype man because you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, do we need Sirianni in some adult classes here? Come on, dude. Let's go. You're a head NFL coach. Head coach. Yes. You're a head coach of an NFL organization. That story is wicked. So uh, the good offseason in Philadelphia continues for them. You yes. hate to see it. Justin Fields, he just wants this entire saga with the Bears to be over. Do that in the re-rack coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, no crashes across your major interstates, but we're seeing a soggy commute for your Thursday and traffic picking up in a couple sections, including on I-71. Coming in from the south side this morning, also on 33 westbound as you approach that 270 loop on the southeast side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stardust. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A radio show hosted by two former football players. One slightly more successful than the other. You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Thursday. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark. Coming up here in our next segment around 720 this morning. We'll hear from Matt Guerrero, safeties coach here at Ohio State, had his first media availability the other day. How are they going to p- deploy Caleb Downs, Sonny Styles? What's the talking point of that? Is he going to move to linebacker? Is he going to stay in the room? Is he going to become an Isaiah Simmons, Weapon X? We listened to a lot of James Laurinaitis yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll hear from Matt Guerrero coming up here uh, in our next segment. 735, Mark Scheig of the Hockey Riders. He's going to join the program. Jackets in a search for general manager. Jackets also having a very wild ride last night in Anaheim. So Mark Scheig, he's going to join the program coming up here at 735. And then at 8.35, it is uh, Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, you're defending MLS Cup champions with the third star on their crest. Host Atlanta United, 2 o'clock over at Lower.com Field on Saturday. President, general manager of your Columbus crew, Tim Bezbachenko, a.k.a. Prezbez. He's going to join us coming up here around 8.35 here a little bit later on this morning. 
Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Like I said, Jackets Wild Ride last night in Anaheim. Up 4 nothing. Lead gone in 10 minutes, 4-4, to as you head to the vaunted third period (laughs) for the Columbus Blue Jackets this season. And wouldn't you be surprised at the final scoreline of 7-4, to Jackets with a victory last night. A little uh, three-run homer there uh, in the late stages. <laughs> yeah. uh, no big deal. The uh, middle inning looked like the uh, starter ran out of gas a bit. Uh, kind of in that roller coaster ride, right? But good to see uh, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, you know, Boone Jenner uh, taking control of some things. And, uh, hey, if you're going to blow a four-goal lead, uh, you, you know, you might as well find a way to, to put it out of reach and uh, do it on the road too, right? You know, that's it's one of those meltdowns where you could see that, that emotion just kind of get the best of you. Yeah. Good job for them to rebound there. Absolutely. So they go two and two uh, on the road trip. Started out in Ottawa, uh, and then they had all the California teams. So two and two, four points uh, on that. They're back in the friendly confines of Nationwide Arena tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, that's at 7 o'clock start, so back on the friendly confines, like I said, at Nationwide Arena. Big night for hoops here uh, in the capital city. Buckeye women's team on the road at Penn State. That is a 6 o'clock start uh, for the women's team. That is 545 coverage uh, over on 1460 ESPN Columbus. And then the men's team. So right after the women's game gets done, uh, you'll be able to flip over and watch the men's team uh, at 8 o'clock. They're up in the barn taking on Minnesota at 8 o'clock. That 7 o'clock coverage begins right here on the fan. Jamison Battle returning home was pretty good against them uh, a little bit earlier in the season. So uh, we'll see what happens in this, Jensen. But obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about wild rides. It has been a pretty wild ride for that program over the course of the last week. We talked to Jake Diebler yesterday here on this program. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to our podcast and take a listen to that, you certainly can. And that is available to you. We checked in with him in the eight o'clock hour yesterday, just talking about staying mm-hmm. focused, right? I mean, nobody yeah. uh, is bad as it sounds like nobody puts the stop sign up in the season. Like you're not going to forfeit these games. Like the show must go on. And yeah. it went on in a huge way against Purdue. It was the highest rated college basketball game on Sunday. I saw like 1.75 million people mm-hmm. uh, were watching the, not beat down of Purdue, but the escaping victory from the Buckeyes and pulling out uh, a victory out of the jaws of defeat when they tied that sucker up. I believe it's 66 a pop. And all of a sudden now it's like, okay, you got a little momentum. You defended your home court against the second best team in the country. And try to break the 15 game conference losing streak. Yeah. which is tied for the longest in program history. So there's still a lot to play for for these guys, and pride is on the line tonight coming up at 8 o'clock up in the barn. Yeah, and first and foremost, anyone calling Bruce Thornton and his family, we're, we're coming for you. That was we're, great. We're, yeah, his mom said, that, yeah, as soon as ridiculous. Holtman got fired, we just fielded a bunch of calls. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. Which is, which is crazy, like the new rules in the NCAA, so it doesn't matter whether it's in the season or off, you know, during the postseason or yeah. you know, uh, whenever it is that the NCAA transfer portal opens up immediately upon your coach leaving. So like the 30 day window opened last, was that Wednesday? Yeah. Opened last Wednesday when the official news came down that Chris Holtman was relieved of his duties. Like that's a crazy thing. And I mean, we asked Adam Jardy last week, uh, Jensen, like, do you see any movement Mm -hmm. of these guys like immediately hopping in the portal? He's like, no, I think that, you know, they're going to stay and there's going to be no immediate aftermath. And certainly I think the Purdue win helps with that. But, just a crazy situation in college athletics right now with the immediate opening of the portal. 
very, very uncomfortable if I'm a program, period, because of, of those issues. Like if you're an athletic director, having that in the back of your mind, you already know that you're probably moving on. Uh, and, and the hypotheticals here, you were moving on from Chris Holtman probably at the end of the season, yep. uh, the way it was going. But to do it now and then realize that, oh, yeah, your best player could be poached. And whether Bruce Thornton moves on or not, uh, is is irrelevant because you brought up the bigger point. How in the hell during a season? Yeah. Okay, we have a trade deadline in the pros for a reason. Okay, once once that passes, no one can go, and that's regardless if your coach gets fired. And I realize pro versus amateur is different, but if we're going to have nil, if we're going to have transfer mm-hmm. portal, if we're really going to have an unregulated uh, map here of of things that are allowed and and you know really find me something that's not allowed at this point anymore. Uh, that's that's where I can understand frustration from not only coaches but athletic directors too like, and fans is, and and fans. You have again, and and you and I are are probably in the outlier portion here. Of we watch a ton of sports, we have to talk about it, but we watch a ton of sports because we love it. The common fan watching college basketball the last five ten years is nowhere near from when you and I were probably in grade school, even yeah. high school, because of what's happened now to the game. And this goes for college football too. It's always been a frustrating thing for me about the, the whole paying the player thing. Okay. You get paid by your scholarship. I mean, someone has to foot that bill and now you got kids making millions of dollars before they even set foot on a college field. I, I, I feel for the other people too, the other players, the other staff, like, you know, there, there's, there's a lot that goes in to constructing a team and recruiting in general in college is rigorous beyond belief. But to have this rule, to me, it is such a ridiculous thing when you've got teams that are right in the middle of their seasons and are trying to hold it together. I was listening to an interesting post-game interview uh, done by Mike Boynton, who is the head coach uh, of Oklahoma State basketball team. Yes. Did you hear this? It this was, is a great one. Yeah, yep. it, it was pretty remarkable. And he was talking about landing Cade Cunningham. And Cade Cunningham, you know, during his time and his one and done center, Oklahoma State was the number one player in the country and, like, obviously went on uh, to be one of the top picks for, you know, the, I think the Pistons took him, right? Uh, in the draft. And he, he talked about, he's like, there's no groundwork in recruiting anymore. He was like, yeah, certainly. I mean, I can make inroads and I can talk to this guy for four or five years, like I did with Cade. Like, I was calling him, you know, once a week. Twice a week. See, so you now he's going like I put in the groundwork. He's like now with NIL, uh, he goes, he goes, the recruiting aspect is dead. He's like, cause I've got $500,000 for you, but oh yeah, look, Arizona, UCLA, Duke, you know, what name your big blue blood program in college basketball. He's like, they just come up with different money. He's like, so the recruiting aspect, he's like that part. Um, he's like, it's dead. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just like, that's a, it's a great point that he makes is, you know, Oklahoma state head coach who's 119 and 103 has gotten to the NCAA tournament once. So like, it's just, it's a whole different ball game and a set of rules. And now blurred lines are becoming even more blurred. I feel like day by day across the sport. Uh, and there's, and I realize the big 10, the sec are getting together to, to have this summit, if you will, and, and figure a way forward. I'm sorry, Beamer, but, if you want integrity to come back to college sports and, and big time college sports, because it'll be a, it'll be a domino effect. That someone has to get a grip on all this, and and there has to be regulations across the board. Otherwise, it's a free for all, man. It, it's free agency has come to collegiate athletics. It was the one thing. It was the one tipping point that would put amateurism in jeopardy. 
that's where we are, man. I, I told you this story too. The last time I was with you was the only regret I have of college athletics is I didn't get to play in this era because yeah. I'd have been a millionaire before I was <laughs> a freshman in college. And would, would that have been is. a good thing or a bad thing? See, and I think there is a whole right when right when the NIL came down and was legalized, um, I had said that you are now you are now making eighteen year olds susceptible. Okay, to what is expected of adults. Yep. 18 year olds and even 21 year olds are not adults. I told you this too. When I was 23 as a rookie in the big leagues, I'm pitching against guys that are 30, 33 yep. years old. It's unfair from a monetary standpoint to expect kids that have literally just moved out of their parents' homes for the first time, <laughs> probably. And you're asking for returns on a six, seven figure investment. I told you the other part of this is going to end up being once we get a larger sample, kids that have depression issues or have, you know, off the field issues of not being able to deal with the stress and the pressure of having to perform, you're going to have sponsors and people start pulling money. It's going to happen. What is in place to help these kids? It's not there right now. No one is there helping them about, hey, guess what? When the money leaves and it's going to, if you don't perform well, here's how you move forward. Yeah, you, you nailed it. And speaking of business, Justin Fields knows that the NFL is a business. Uh, he was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast, Jensen. And obviously there has been a ton of smoke <laughs> around what the future for right. Justin Fields is going to be. Is he going to be a Chicago Bear? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to draft Caleb Williams? Like what's going on? Uh, with him and here were some of the things that he had to say does he want to continue to play for the chicago bears and this was on the saint brothers uh they're the saint brown brothers excuse me podcast do you want to stay in chicago or what's up yeah of course of course i want to stay with all the talk it's it's hard to i guess kind of just boom be in one place but i can't see myself playing in another place but i know how that league is like if it was up to me i would want to stay in chicago i love the city the city's lit the the fans there they're great but um it's a business i ain't got no control over it so whatever happens happens but i feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now i just wanted to be over just let me know if i'm getting traded let me know if i'm staying this and that because I like watching film in the offseason. I like watching the offense, seeing what they're going to do a lot, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, there you go. I mean, you heard it from right there. Yes, I would like to continue to be the Bears quarterback, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a business. It's out of my hands. And on the business front, what are the Bears going to do? Well, we have no clue, but some of the draft or some of the odds makers uh, out in Vegas, Jensen, have mm-hmm. set the odds uh, mm-hmm. for not the Bears to be the favorite and landing Justin Fields for the next year. The Falcons have moved ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the being the odds on favorite to trade for Justin Fields in the offseason, the Falcons are at minus 130 on the odds to be the next home for Justin Fields. The Pittsburgh Steelers are plus 350. The Pats are 7 to 1. And the Chicago Bears at plus 750. So it seems that the fine folks out there in the desert kind of have maybe figured out or have gotten a clue as to what the Bears are going to do. Um, can we just talk about having the weaponry possibly that Justin Fields would have deployed around him uh, if he's in an Atlanta Falcon uniform. Oh, it would be night, night, night and day difference. A, a, and, and, a, and a head coach that's actually going to use your skill players the correct way. Yeah. So you're going to have Drake London. You're going to have B. John Robinson, um, even Tyler Algier to, to a certain extent. Of course, Kyle Pitts. Uh, and then whatever else they and would do. And a really in good offensive line. <laughs> Yes, uh, I, I 
again, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but uh, I believe that Raheem Morris is going to do a hell of a lot more. Um, you know, and, and if that's, if that's the case, if that ends up happening and by the way, Pittsburgh, keep doing your thing. Keep thinking that your answer is in house. <laughs> Just keep going. And we said that yesterday, like you sure roll with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. Jeez, that seems like a great man. idea for you. <laughs> seems like a good, one. I know that makes sharks sharks super happy. I, I'm yes. happy about Russ Wilson going there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you call him? Not Mr. Unlimited, but what, Mr. what? Mr. Incompetent. Mr. Unlimited. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rustler in the black and yellow. That's going to make Steelers fans pumped. Safeties coach Matt Guerrero had his first media availability as a Buckeyes coach. You're going to hear from him coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are tracking a big closure on I-270 southbound at 161 over on the northeast side. All of those southbound lanes are shut down right now. Your detour, you can use State Route 3 southbound to Morse Road to get around this if you need to get back onto I-270 southbound. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keep on swiping that card, baby. Keep on swiping that card. Charge it to winning. This is Morning Juice. J. Lou riding shotgun with us. The general is on the Buckeye cruise for cancer. He returns coming up here on Monday. So we listened to a lot of James Laurinaitis yesterday, Jensen. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously being back at Ohio State in a full-time capacity and what that means. And a lot of the talking point for this defense of 2024, let alone the, the total reload uh, that they've done and gotting you know, nine out of the 11 returning starters. And then uh, your other two players who are not returning starters, well, uh, that would be technically Cody Simon, who played a lot of the snaps at linebacker last year and then the other one who you got in the transfer portal Caleb Downs who is a monster player you know freshman all-american led the Alabama Crimson Tide to tackles from last year we know the accolades uh, he is quite the player but a lot of the talking point is what to do with Weapon X Sonny Styles what are you going to do with him right big body kid we had Austin on uh, throughout this week Jensen Austin Ward and he was like yeah, as soon as Sonny like looks at a cheeseburger he's going to go from 225 to 260 like <laughs> you know like he's he's ready he's ready to go up there and kind of turn into the linebacker body and we had heard from James yesterday about like what makes him so good and what makes him so dialed and you know we're going to he kind of reminds me of Isaiah Simmons and and the things that he can do and here was Matt Guerrero uh, earlier in the week, talking about the position switch that could still be a potential for Sonny Styles. I think it starts with a dynamic playmaker. You guys have been able to see that on plenty of Saturdays here. From the time that he first came in here, was a had a starting role in that Georgia game his first year. You know, so uh, Sonny's dynamic in what he could do. He's a unique combination of ability to run, cover, tackle, mentality, size. I mean, he's got a lot of things and, and attributes from there. So yeah, without getting into specifics, I mean, we're going to take a look at a, a number of different things for him and put him in the best position for him to be successful and the team to be successful. Yeah, that's going to be a huge thing, right? Like you have to figure out a way to use him because he is such a unique player and he could be such a unique weapon for you. But you also need to doctor that plan. You need to start it now. Like you need to start it in spring ball and whether he's going to be playing safety or is he going to be playing a hybrid or whether he's going to make the transition to a full-time linebacker, you have to start that plan now and get him on the track. And I feel like it's imperative that you can't 
just have him roaming around like a man with no home, right? Like you have to doctor up a plan for him. And and I think that's the beauty of, of what spring practice and even uh, these first couple of non-conference games in the season, you're going to allow opportunities and, and you would expect with what the offense is capable of doing to put games out of reach is to allow this defensive group as a whole, as, as far as the coaching staff goes, let's try a couple of things. If nothing else, you put it on film, right? To say, oh, well, he did this and uh, in this in this game and then they, they put him somewhere else. Um, misdirection is, is something that this this club, I think, under Jim Knowles has has found a way to balance with just full on like let's let the talent take over. Uh, but I, I think that's the beauty of where we are coming in uh, to a, a spring practice and and a a real competitive environment here. Do you think about like you're going up against uh, the offensive weaponry that that you're going to go up against? So trying to find those little wrinkles and and know that the skill set you're facing from an offensive standpoint will probably be able to help you dictate what you can and can't do. But then those wrinkles and and what they feel um, in in different schemes and and things of that nature. Here was James from that same day, and you could hear Macarrary actually answering the Sunny Styles question in the background uh, while James is talking about the number of factors deciding where they're going to deploy Sunny Styles for this year. I think it's a combination, probably, of everybody. I think it's probably Coach Knowles and Coach Day talking about I think there's a balance of what's best for our defense and what's best for Sonny's future he's a I mean he's a big human and uh, when you look at his body size I think that he would um, he would excel obviously as a linebacker I also think that he has a unique skill set to where he can play out in space like he did last year so I think it's just trying to figure out what does Sonny want to do what do we think is best for the Buckeyes and also with his future. Yeah, they weren't going to say anything <laughs> in, their fir- mm. in their first media availabilities. And I mm-hmm. would imagine, so Spring Bowl starts in 12 days, mm-hmm. Jensen, um, yep. that we're going to get a better idea when practice starts. And I don't even know if they're going to unveil uh, to see what's under the cloche before this, like even during the spring game. <laughs> like I'm not sure we're going to get that answer for a long time. Yeah, and and that's fine because you know there there's opportunities to to do things behind the scenes where again it it made from from an install standpoint on on the multiple things and the multiple ways they want to use some of these personnel it it makes sense and and also you're going to find the creative ways to be able to elaborate on that it might be one layer and then add another and because of the depth of all three levels of the defense, just overall, I mean, think about that beamer where, I mean, you can, you can interlock a couple of things where it becomes just a full blanket. And again, the number yeah. one passing defense in college last year, um, you gotta, you gotta continue to live up to that. But the, the elevated nature of, of the diversity of skill from this group, I think leads us into, um, a new frontier of what the entirety of this defensive staff is capable of. How about McIrary on what Caleb Downs uh, is going to bring to the table mm. as a Buckeye? I think when you look at safeties is how fast can guys react, and there's two ways you do that. One is mentally. So you guys have met with him already, and you see how sharp he is, the way he can answer questions, articulate them. I mean, he's really special from a mental standpoint. And then how fast you can react physically. So if you watch him in agility drills, his body, the functional movement skills are tremendous of him. So if you have a guy that can can respond quickly from a mental and a physical standpoint, I think you're a step up on guys from from that standpoint. So not only does he have great physical schools, but he can use those in a really efficient way. Yeah, here's my breakdown of Caleb Downs. It's kind of like Andy Bernard um, when 
Pam and Jim are not talking about movies. He's like, I don't know how they critique movies so well. And they're talking about like their relationship. Uh, and Annie Bernard goes, well, maybe I can't be a movie critic, but I can be a, uh, a food critic. Like this muffin tastes good. Uh, my breakdown of Caleb Downs is like, he's going to be good. <laughs> like that. Like that's it. That's, we know he's going to be something really special here in Columbus, especially with all of that firepower in front of him on the defense. I, I think that's the most intriguing part of of where we look at this group is as I said go uh, go to all three levels of the defense and and pick a weak spot on paper hard to do right now which is a good thing we know injuries will be part of the season and it is for every club but then you go to the depth like the next man up guys that's pretty it's a pretty big luxury to have for for this group and knowing that yes you want everyone uh, that that you recruited and you brought in to be there for as as close to the entirety of the season as possible, but yeah, the if if you dream on it a bit, Beamer, we could have we could have some lockdown. Not to say it's like Legion of Boom, you know, kind of thing, but from a college standpoint, this <laughs> could be pretty damn special. Yeah, I think it's we could be in store for one of the great Buckeye defenses of all time. Like that's that's yep. like where we're thinking at. Uh, of fans of this program because they've got all the weapons. Uh, they just need it all to come together. Uh, Buckeyes could be playing at a pretty unique venue come this football season. We'll get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we have a big crash over on the northeast side on I-270 southbound. Right now all southbound lanes of I-270 are shut down as you meet 161. Your detour use State Route 3 southbound to Morse Road to get back onto I-270 southbound. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steigerwald. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's a list of undisputed facts. Beamer is round. Shark was a swinger. And no one derails his show like Bobby Carpenter. No one. This is Morning Juice. Here's Long here. Little Thursday edition of the program. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark. So we were supposed to have the Shigster, uh, Mark mm. Shig of the Hockey Riders on. Um, yes. But apparently, I don't know, um, J. Lou, what phone service you have. Oh, AT&T. All right, so you're down. No, let's see here. Let me see. No, I got uh, I got a few bars here. Okay, We're good. All right, maybe you... I'm getting messages. Oh, you're getting messages, but apparently, Jensen, I don't I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you try Can to make, make a call. Try to make a call oh. into the bat line for the studio. But there's okay. a nationwide AT and T phone network outage. It's gone. <laughs> it's just it is just wow. dissipated. It's all over Twitter and uh, I don't know. I just Googled it, you know, AT and T to kind of see what's going on here. And I saw oh it this morning. Buck Michael, who is a meteorologist here in town, had tweeted something about it. So I'm sure that he has uh, AT and T. Uh, Bob Kelly, the traffic anchor of Fox 29, good old BK mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. over there, which I've I've never I, I've no idea. Maybe he knows Big Dom uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, but he's on Good Day Philadelphia. He also tweeted <laughs> something. So again, this is a Philadelphia news station, right? Said breaking yeah. eight, and this is the first tweet that came up. This is why I'm reading it. Uh, breaking AT and T phone network is down. 
cannot make or receive phone calls. Texting still works. Seems to be a nationwide outage. Again, this is a Philadelphia news reporter. Viewer from Alaska said he also has no cell service. So, I mean, this is like a nationwide AT&T phone outage. This is a hack. Yeah, it it might be. Might be a ransomware (laughs) attack. (laughs) Jeez, great. Uh, As if we don't have our data pillaged enough. (laughs) Yeah. Legally, we don't have our data pillaged enough. (laughs) I mean, that algorithm on Instagram is pretty good for me, Jensen. I mean, anything that I can even think about that I want to do or want to buy, (laughs) it is on there before I even know it. You can keep your cookies. I don't need them. (laughs) I don't need them. That's a crazy situation. So no fault uh, to Mark Scheig, obviously. He's dealing with a... The nationwide, the nationwide AT&T phone outage. So uh, if you have AT&T this morning and yeah. you probably aren't ex- being able to experience phone calls. So uh, that's a crazy situation. Hopefully they get th- that fixed for uh, all their customers coming up. We were talking about this in the six o'clock hour, uh, Jensen, the rivals arm of the uh, Northwestern site, uh, Matt Shelton and Louis Vacker of the wildcard rep- report. were reporting a story in which I, I didn't even think about this. Uh, we know that new Ryan Field, uh, I think, is going to be available for 2026, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Northwestern is going to have to play games at different sites and try to figure out what they're going to do with their home games. Well, apparently, there are five stadiums that are going to be considered for Northwestern home games. One of them is Lambeau, which doesn't make any sense at all uh, to me. That is 200 miles north of Chicago, so... Uh, that doesn't seem much like a home game to me, but you have to think Chicago is what the third biggest city in the country um, that they have some professional sports arenas and venues that they would be able to host the Northwestern Wildcats football games. Uh, one of them being seat geek stadium, which is the soccer stadium uh, of the Chicago fire that's out in Bridgeview. So that's, you know, a little bit away, but so is Evanston, right? I mean, Northwestern doesn't play right downtown. We know that mm-hmm. uh, they play about a half hour North of the city. So seat geek stadium uh, is in, in the running to host these games. We have guaranteed 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 rate field, which is the home of the Chicago White Sox. Right. We have Soldier Field, which is what sixty thousand capacity. It's going to be the biggest one uh, of the options outside of Lambo. And then you have Wrigley Field. So they're trying to figure out where to play these games, and it seems like they're going to play at least one game at multiple of these destinations and places. Now they haven't figured out exactly where they're going to play their entire slate. But they have figured out, according to this report of Wildcat Report, that the October 5th game against Indiana for Northwestern will be played at SeatGeek Stadium. That's a 20,000-seat capacity. And the Buckeyes game, what is going to be played in November of 2024, will be played at Wrigley Field. That is a pretty wild thing to have a 2024 football team in which your programs are making 85 to $90 million and you're going to be playing regular season games at baseball stadiums. And I'll go back to my original premise here of, uh, you knew that this project was happening uh, at least a couple of years ago. Um, you also knew that when you were going to eventually come to uh, this point, uh, it was not going to be just it, from from what you've said. It's not going to be just for a year. It's not like you need a band aid. Uh, it's going to be for probably a couple years. And and to think of where Ohio State is, okay, and and how their schedule sets up. At least from that standpoint, your last four games of the year, home against Purdue at Northwestern. It's their their last regular season road game. Mm-hmm. 
home against Indiana, home against uh, team up north. Okay, so from a from a schematic standpoint, I'm with you earlier from like this is a nightmare it's going to be and, a it's going to be a logistical nightmare yeah and and so your focus like that whole week ryan day just needs to impart it in their group <laughs> fellas i know what we're getting into it's here. gonna be it is, weird it's a cluster <laughs> all i need from you is just to beat the brakes off these i don't care if we play in the parking lot don't care what the setup is don't give a damn about the locker rooms i don't care we'll get dressed outside I don't care if it's snowing. We'll get dressed outside. This is we there's no reason for us to go in here have any excuses except to come out with a win and play our game. You know, that that to me has to be the credo here. But on the bigger scale is how in the hell do you let this happen if you're Northwestern and their leadership and their athletic department? You had to have some foreshadowing that, oh, hey, we're going to need a place to play our home games. It was last it's year. At this, it was last year at this point that we were talking about them building a new stadium and like the demolition of Ryan Field and how that was going to take a couple of years. Like You should have already been in contract negotiations yeah. with these venues. Did not sneak up on them whatsoever. I will and tell that, you this. Uh, on the other standpoint from being a logistical nightmare and you know having Ryan Day having to have these guys focus and for how weird it's going to be and like cramming the Ohio State beat and what we bring to opposing press boxes which is a lot like that's I mean it was a lot for Notre Dame to handle as Austin you know told us pretty eloquently yesterday like the beat I don't know what the beat number is of like 65 mm-hmm. reporters who cover this team full time and you've got TV who goes and covers the games we obviously cover it on the radio so like we need a box like I don't know if Wrigley Field is is able to handle that but I'll tell you I'll tell you this much um on the other hand of that I think it's going to be Awesome. <laughs> like I, I, I don't have to deal with any of those logistical nightmares. And if I was a fan to get into Wrigley to watch the Buckeyes play a one-off game, which you'll never see again in your life, like yeah, count me in. I'm in. Uh, you, you talk about the just the the TV radio logistical nightmare. It's already a nightmare for <laughs> big league games. <laughs> Ask any team going in there on the road. It is brutal there in Fenway Park yeah. okay from a just a TV and visit, uh, visiting TV and radio forget about it uh, I, I did the Peacock game in August last year yep. like getting in and around there by and large good thing they're playing later because the heater works there the AC not so much okay <laughs> dead dead of summer there in August in a day game at 95 degrees yeah uh, old boy was uh, lost a few pounds in the old suit uh, but I, I think I think shark will appreciate the setup because they're gonna have to put media either you know like working media either on the field or somehow some way in the lower bowl or I, I like behind maybe, the first maybe, baseline <laughs> something yeah. something to the to the effect of when the postseasons come to the big league stadiums and you've got some of the media that has to work outside mm-hmm. of the actual press box, that's what you're going to see. Like the auxiliary press boxes, right? Yeah, correct. Yes. Shark, that's where you caught the uh, the home run ball. Um, the Tominator, yes. Yeah, right? Yes. That was the auxiliary press box at <laughs> yeah. Jacobs Field. Out in right field, upper deck. Yeah. I mean, that is that is such a crazy story. But again, yeah. logistical nightmares like the Buckeyes, they'll be able to handle it. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know if the Cubs will be handling game day operations. I'm not sure if Northwestern's going to be handling it. They've got a nightmare and a headache on their hands. But again, if I'm a Buckeye fan and it's a one-off, like, yeah, count me in. When's Give the next chance I'm going to get to go to Wrigleyville to watch an Ohio State football game? <laughs> like, never. It's, it'll never happen mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. which is pretty remarkable. Imagine them putting it at SeatGeek, too, like the 20,000-seater oh, in a boy. soccer state. It'll be like watching... The Buckeyes play over here at Lower.com Field. Uh, yep. So that would be 
pretty remarkable. We're going to let you know what has this juice coming up next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we have a big crash over on the northeast side on I-270 southbound. Right now all southbound lanes of I-270 are shut down as you meet 161. Your detour, use State Route 3 southbound to Morse Road to get back onto I-270 southbound. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stein. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, Shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice. Shark needs like a 500% raise. Absolutely. We hear on that. We hear on the juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line over at feelgreatcolumbus.com. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Newman Roofing. Call Newman Roofing today at 614-NEW-ROOF or visit online at newmanroofing.com. Hey, Sharky. Yeah. I saw a video of the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer last night oh. in which uh, our guy, Anthony Schlegel, mm-hmm. was drinking his Arnie Palmies, mm. which, Jensen, if you don't know, is a combination of white wine and red wine. Um, so with that being said, why don't we hear from our guy? I love Waffle House. I love it so much that I tried to make my own Waffle House last night. And I had a bunch of sausage and bacon, eggs, and I made waffles. And it was delightful. Were they as good as Waffle Houses? No. Why? I don't know. I need to go get their batter. Waffle House, start selling your batter. I will go buy it. <laughs> I think they do actually make that. Uh, they do. Right? Oh, yes, can, they do. You can buy that now. Uh, you know, before the Blue Jackets game came on last night, <clears throat> excuse me, right I there? watched the uh, Big Ten basketball doubleheader. That first game was unbelievable. Penn State, Illinois. <laughs> they played in the old rec center. at I think they call it Rec Hall at Penn State. That's where the women's team is playing tonight. Right. Holds about one-third the amount of people that the uh, Bryce Jordan Center does. But what a great atmosphere. An old basketball arena. Fans right on top of the players. And they stormed the court after the game, which was really cool. Uh, Illinois led by 12 with just over five minutes left. But Penn State finished on a 17-7 to run to win by a point and pull off that upset. They're up 89-82 in the final minute. Oh, God, with 43 seconds left. Zach right? Hicks got <laughs> fouled on a three-point attempt with three seconds <laughs> left. He needs to make two to tie. He hit all three. That was, three. That was Stones. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then that second game, oh my gosh, I I don't know how the Buckeyes lost to the Hoosiers twice this year, <laughs> honestly. The Hoosiers were at home, yeah. they were sleepwalking the whole game, they <laughs> they just don't play hard. It It's amazing, I've watched them, I don't know, five or six times this year, they do not play hard, and that was an embarrassing loss to Nebraska at home, I, I, I couldn't blame the fans for booing their team at the end of that game. If Mike Woodson... Keeps his job after this season. Uh, it's going to be a minor miracle. And then, how about this? George Mason yeah. went to the Final Four in 2006. Yeah. But they have never won a game against a ranked team on their own oh, court. Yeah. Well, they beat Dayton. That's right. 
They were like wow. 0 10 lifetime against ranked teams when they were playing at home. But and they're they, a Final Four. They were the. But they, they were in the Final the, Four. They have to be the only team in the world that has accomplished a Final Four of a of a I mean piddling mid major program. Yeah. And to have never beaten a top 25 team on your home court. They did it last night. They knocked off, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, Dayton's ranked 16th, yeah. something like that. 21-3. Yeah. and three. So good for them. And then uh, after watching those basketball games, I turned over and watched the Blue Jackets. And what had me juiced was Bob McGilligan. About, I don't know, must have been 12.30. I was getting ready to hop in the shower and... Uh, this happened. Severson getting the puck, wheels it around the boards, goes off the stick of Boone Jenner. Now Jenner and Minchikov go chasing, and Jenner gets the puck and he tucks it into the empty net for the score. And that will put the icing on this cake tonight. So we can say they went two and two on the four game road trip. Yep. I'd like to say they went two and one on their California road trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. We'll take that. Uh, also, in that game, Zach Wierenski scored a couple of goals. Yep. Um, it was his fifth career multi-goal game, which moves him past Seth Jones for most multi-goal games among Columbus defensemen in history. Wow. And it was Wierenski's 51st career multi-point game. That moves him past... Oliver Bjorkstrand for the sixth most in wow. Blue Jackets history. Not just defensemen, but anybody. So, Zach moving up the charts on the uh, all-time leaders list for the Blue Jackets. J. Lou, what has you juiced? Uh, guys, uh, right after the show today, uh, if you want to turn on MLB Network, uh, I'll be joining Adnan Verk and Billy Ripken for nice. a little segment there. Nice. Talk a little Guardians, talk a little MLB as the games get underway. 945 appointment viewing. Uh, if you want to see me from uh, the done. home office yep. here in Northeast Ohio. Done. I'm going to tune that on. It's the first yeah. time that I've watched MLB Network, I think, on YouTube TV, Jensen. So Bang. Shame there on. we go. Yeah, shame love on. it. <laughs> I watch I'm MLB sorry. Network every day. I know you do. Every day. <laughs> I go to bed around noon, and I always have, it's usually hot stove. Or, yeah. I, I can't watch the Mad Dog, but I, I watch hot stove every day. Well, I, I watch MLB Network on because in front of Common Man's desk and his cubicle, mm. MLB Network is always on. So I do see it. Uh, it's just not usually on in my house. So I'll tune that on, Jensen. Uh, 945, you said? Yep. All right, perfect. I need to scramble the Jets to get home uh, with that. What doesn't have me juiced, uh, we'll do Juice Vampire first, and then what does have me juiced. Uh, we've been dealing with uh, sickness in our house for the last oh, couple of yeah. weeks, J. Lou. I've you know, kind of uh, been telling everybody about that. And I thought we were yeah. on the mend, and yesterday Meredith really didn't feel good, so she booked a minute clinic appointment. Strep throat. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just like, oh, man, that's Dang not man. a good situation. But um, the power of modern medicine is pretty amazing. So she got on some antibiotics, and she took that at noon, and by 3 o'clock, she's like, I feel like 10 times better than what I did this morning. And then she woke up. She obviously like can't go to school. She can't work uh, today. And so she's like, I feel a little clammy, but I feel like we're getting over things. So, I mean, just poof, like okay. within 24 hours. Uh, we seem to be on the mend, so that was good. It's, That's got me fired up that she is feeling better. But yeah, it's been a it's been a rough week over at our our household. The, you know, uh, with, probably, uh, go ahead, Jay. Uh, I was going to say it's probably the the same line of medication that uh, healed uh, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's uh, she's she's diving into that world. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> did he put that medication on the Achilles, or did yeah, he or take did he that orally? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not Good sure. Question. Was it I, in a tab form? Uh, unsolved mysteries. Uh, get on that for us, please. I, I've had strep throat a couple times. It it's no fun, and uh, it's no. And not only does your throat the fever will 
is what knocks you down. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you just feel like you, you kind of want to die. Cook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she she's rarely cooked. doesn't get like that at all. Like it was the sickest she's been probably in five years. So we're on the men. We're feeling better. Uh, what also has me juice the Columbus Fury last night. It's our new professional volleyball team here in Columbus, Jensen. They packed over 9,000 people uh, wow. over at Nationwide Arena. And I was seeing a couple of people tweeted me about it. Like they were there and like the atmosphere looked pretty raucous. So uh, Joe Burrow was in attendance last night. Uh, oh, wow. The, he's part owner, right? I believe so. I think he's part uh, owner. I believe so. But uh, that was pretty remarkable. So that was pretty cool to see. Uh, and then one of my favorite things, I saw this on Twitter last night as I'm trying to fall to bed and I'm just like death scrolling, you know, I'm just like, I need to go to sleep, but I can't get off my phone. Um, people finding out about Wayne Gretzky for like the first time and the stats that he had is, is like one of my, is one of my favorite parts of the internet. And there's a guy on TikTok, but I saw the video on Twitter, you know, he's talking about like Patrick Mahomes and titles and championship appearances in his first seven years. And he's like, okay, you've got four championship appearances in your seven years and two MVPs. Like we know Mahomes is going to be pretty good. Bill Russell's got six titles in seven years, seven championship appearances like Bill Russell, you know, 11 championships, pretty remarkable. He's like Larry Bird. Okay. Three titles, four championship appearances, whatever. He's like, but look at my dog, Wayne Gretzky. He goes, I didn't know Wayne Gretzky's game. He goes, he's got two titles, three championship appearances. He goes, this guy went seven for seven. His first seven years in the league is MVP. And then he like pulls up the goals and assist stats. He goes, he's a thousand assists ahead of the next guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you took away all yes. his goals. Yeah. He would still be the all-time leading scorer in the NHL. It's like looking at at Babe Ruth. Now, Babe Ruth's numbers yeah. don't stick out today like they did when he played. But when he hit his 500th career homer at League Park in Cleveland, the next closest guy had like 150. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. And so this guy's just like, oh, we talk debate all the time in sports media. Like, who's the GOAT? He's like, Wayne Gretzky's... The goat of all goats. He's like, I don't even know what we're doing here. So that was pretty funny. Just this guy finding out about Wayne Gretzky and the numbers that he had uh, for the first time. So that has got me juiced uh, on a positive note. If you thought 12 teams in the college football playoff was a bad idea, wait until you hear what it could have been. That and the re-rack coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we have a big crash over on the northeast side on I-270 southbound. Right now all southbound lanes of I-270 are shut down as you meet 161. Your detour use State Route 3 southbound to Morse Road to get back onto I-270 southbound. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Starter. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. is over. You've managed to get out of your fart sack. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. This is Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Thursday. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark. Here's along here. Coming up here at 8.35 this morning. Presbez, President General Manager of your Columbus crew, Tim Bezbachenko. He's going to join the program uh, crew getting their season underway against Atlanta coming up on Saturday. 
That game, 2 o'clock over at Lower.com Field. So Prez Bez coming up here again around 8.35, about 30 minutes from now, uh, later on this morning. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Hey, J-Lou. Why don't you uh, conjure me up a number out of thin air between one and one million? I think my first guess was 11. My next one was 50. Pick one. Okay, 11. All right. <laughs> 614 you did shark. You did shark a nice... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did shark a nice service there. Call okay. number 11. You get in and talk to Shark. You're going to be winning a four-pack of tickets to the Open Season Sportsman Expo. The Ohio Open Season Sportsman Expo heads to the Ohio Expo Center March 15th through the 17th, featuring door prizes, industry experts, and the latest hunting and outdoor products on the market. Uh, Schlegs loves an expo. I'm not sure if he's going to be there or not, but it seems something mm-hmm. that he would really really like discount tickets are available at open season sportsman's expo.com 614-821-9710 caller number 11 you get in you talk to shark you're gonna be walking away uh, with a four pack of tickets you really helped him out there by going 11 and not 50 and i gave you the option to go even further so you either way you were helping him out this morning i love it i love it <laughs> it was a big night last night for the jackets uh quite the wild ride so they're up for nothing uh they tied <laughs> they're tied four to four and then they ultimately come and they come back? No, they not necessarily come back because the game was tied. Uh, yeah. uh, they pull away <laughs> at the end, uh, seven to four, in a crazy, crazy game against Anaheim. So two and one technically on their West Coast swing, their California road trip back at the friendly confines of Nationwide Arena coming up here tomorrow. A little Friday banger for the Jackets uh, at seven o'clock. Buckeye basketball in action tonight, both both on the men's and the women's front. Sharky just mentioned this, and what's got him juiced? If you watched any of the Illinois Penn State game. Oh. Last night, 89-82, I believe, was the score with 40-some seconds left to go, Jensen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Penn State is down seven points. They're playing at the basically like rec center uh, at Penn State, like their old basketball arena. Penn State mounts a furious comeback. Uh, they ultimately take out the Fighting Illini at home. So if you're watching that game, that's where the Ohio State women's basketball team is playing tonight against Penn State. That'd be your number two ranked uh, Buckeye women's basketball team, by the way. They're just racking and stacking wins here in the months of January and into February. That is 6 o'clock, 545 on 1460 ESPN Columbus. Uh, Matty Andrews is going to be on the call for that one. Going to be a unique environment for him, I'm sure, to call a game. Uh, And then the men's team in action tonight at 8 o'clock against Minnesota up in the barn in Minneapolis. That is 7 o'clock. Coverage begins uh, right here on the fan. And we'll see what the Buckeye men's team can do. Obviously, they had a huge performance on Sunday against Purdue, and now they're going to be looking to snap the historic losing streak. If they lose tonight, they will own the single longest road losing streak in program history, Jensen, in conference. And I'd imagine that's going to be a tough pill to swallow for them if that happens. Remarkable to think uh, where this group has gone. Again, the front office still, uh, you know, looking for a new GM. And uh, I, I think where the group is from a resiliency standpoint is 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 pretty solid considering all the turmoil that's happened. But uh, yeah, it's it's remarkable um, uh, with this group. I mean, the talent is there. You just got to try and find a way uh, to get this thing rolling in the right day. consistency. Right? We talk about it a lot in professional sports. Man alive, uh, it's been tough to come by for this group so far. Absolutely, it has. So they're in action tonight up at the bar at 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Coverage begins here on the fan. What were your thoughts uh, yesterday when we found out that officially 
uh, we'd be going to a 12-team college football playoff, the 5-7 and seven model. Yeah, again, you and I have clamored for uh, number one, um, speaking of, of consistency, uh, a, a basically a, a checklist. Check off the boxes, and it's an, this is what you need to get into the tournament. Uh, we, we have that for the five. We may still need some clarification for the seven. <laughs> right, here we go again, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and again, subjectivity is going to be a part of this. Uh, it is... Also, albeit, you know, you have Ken Palm, you have uh, some of the other isolation uh, numbers when you're making the field 68 for uh, the men's tournament. But by and large, you know, Beamer, do we feel that the NCAA men's basketball and women's basketball tournament, do they crown the national champion in the most efficient way or, or the most credible way in relation to who the best team is, or is it crowning the team that gets hot at the right time? I mean, we can say that about, you know, baseball yeah, sure. in, in, at the big league level. You get hot at the right time, you can go on a run. Heck, the Arizona Diamondbacks did that. They were the last team in uh, the National League uh, side of the bracket. They end up going to the Fall Classic. Um, I don't know if there's ever going to be a perfect scenario, but are we better off than where we were in the four-team playoff? I think we might be just because we finally have a automatic portion of the bracket, correct? We yep. have five teams. If you do this, you're in. Yep. So from day one, you have a, a a much larger group of teams that understand if we accomplish A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it is, we're in. Yeah, Florida no State what. would have been a top four seed. If yep. the playoffs had started, instead of being left out, obviously, uh, this past year, like if the playoffs, the 12-team playoff had started, Florida State would have been a top four seed. Automatically, they would have gotten uh, the first round by. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, yeah, I'm just I, I look at this situation and I'm like, okay, well, twelve is a, I think kind of a it's a weird number, right? I mean, the you know the the buys and then you get the five and seven, like five hosting the twelve, and then you kind of work your way down from there. And I do love the idea, Jensen, that we're getting on campus games. Like Austin and I have talked about that this week. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be great. It's going to be terrific, and we know that it's going to be good. Um, but I saw this from Pete Thamel yesterday uh, of ESPN. Him and Heather Dinich said the idea of a fourteen team college football playoff has already started to be discussed because the current deal and the way that it's comprised right now in the college football playoff, I guess the deal ends after 2025. So you're only going to get it for a couple of seasons, the 12 teamer and the idea of a 14 team college football playoff starting in 2026 was discussed at a college football playoff meeting in Dallas on Wednesday, just months before the start of the season with a 12 team playoff college football playoff executive director, Bill Hancock acknowledged the idea was discussed, but declined to provide specific details saying, quote, there's still work to be done. Now, Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, he went out there and did an article, I believe it was with The Athletic, uh, last week, Jensen, saying that his ideal model was going to be a 16-team playoff. And that way, the numbers match, and that we we understand the math on that. A 14-team, I'm not sure what in the hell you're doing with that. The two top seeds... Would yeah. it get a buy, and then you yep. go from there? Like that's how I imagine that playing out instead of the top four seeds getting a buy. But again, right. I mean, all this goes back to inventory. Game inventory is what we're calling mm-hmm. games now, and like you mm-hmm. know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But like once we had put this, once we had pulled this genie out of the bottle, 
that says more game inventory and more games for ESPN, who is going to be the home of the college football playoff, apparently, uh, even though there has not technically been a deal done, a media rights deal for the college football playoff. Once you had started to add games into that, it's like, you know, leaving a honeypot outside for a bear. It's like, it's always going to come back and we're just going to look to continue to grow that number. And so we're not going back to four, like 12 is going to be the very least that we're going to see with my eyes, imagining that, okay, we're going to get 12 for a couple of years, whether they talk about 14 and go to 14 or 16, but this thing will never be put back. Uh, the genie be put back in the bottle and you're never going to go back to a 14 playoff. Uh, and I, I guess that begs a question now that uh, we're only going to have the amended format for a handful of seasons, is that large enough? Again, there'll be overreactions both ways uh, once we get into uh, this year's model. And is that, I guess, I guess, where do we end up um, getting to the most consensus? Like what, what is going to appease the largest, you know, majority uh, of people of, okay, I mean, is it division two? I can't remember division two NAIA that has the the sixteen or thirty two team, yeah, and they haven't had a problem, yeah. You know, like what's what's the holdup? I realize it's all it's all one one division. I get that, but if you're going to go, what group of five uh, or power five, and then group of five, like I mean, there's a way to get this figured out so that you have every conference gets their automatic bid or whatever. Again, like I go back to, and I realize there's a ton more teams in the NCAA men's basketball tournament and how that works, but you hear far less complaining about it. Yeah. First four out. Okay. But are we really, are we really talking for weeks about the first four out? No, no we're not. No, no. So to not me, at that it, number. We're not. Yeah. To me, it's the path of less uh, of least resistance is, Okay, you want a shot? You're going to have some 14, 16, 17 point underdogs in round one. Sure. It's going to happen. But hey, what was everyone clamming for? Oh, oh, just give us a chip and a chair at the table. We'll show you what we can do. Okay. <laughs> you know, so here it is. That's why I think on both sides, you're going to have the, oh, God, like, all right, inventory. The TV's, the, the, the TV groups in ESPN are going to love it. Because it's inventory, it is people are going to watch, people are going to bet on it in legal jurisdictions. It, it's a win-win for TV. Is it a win-win for the college model? And ultimately, as, as Sharky kind of alluded to with, with baseball, you know, we're at seven teams, uh, and yeah. when we get to expansion, we're going to be to eight playoff teams. Where do you draw the line on, okay, you guys wanted more, but we're still trying to have the integrity of the sport. Are we crowning the real national? Are we are we getting the most efficient way to crown the real national champion? Well, I think it is very important to it. We're talking about it on this day specifically. Great moments are born yes. from great opportunity. That happened today, yes. back in 1980. Um, so I mean, you're talking about being a 17 point underdog. It's like I just play miracle before these games. Uh, if you're a 17 or 25 point underdog, you know, uh, just make sure that that happens. But I, the, the big fear that I have. Uh, Jensen is like, we know every college football game matters, right? I mean, we, right. we live it, you breathe it, you die it. Like you, you understand that every game is of the utmost importance. Like you start to flirt with a 14 teamer. You start to flirt with a 16 teamer. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if the atmospheres are going to be the same across the country. And to, like, that makes me, makes me a little bit sad. Yeah. I, <sighs> I wonder again because everyone everyone talks about like okay week one week two like you get these big 
you know, opening matchups, like if you go, if you lose the first game of your season, then you were technically having to win out to have a chance to be in the top four, or you had, you needed people to stumble to get in your conference title game to win. Well, <clears throat> like I said, is two years enough for us to really understand <laughs> if if twelve works? Is 12 yeah, and may, and, yeah, and maybe we say this. You know what? This twelve team playoff is great. Like, let's just stay on this number for you know ten more years, and then we can mm-hmm. figure it out. Then, like, all, all yep. that's going to be uh, up in the air. But I'm excited for once we get to the twelve teams in the playoffs. I'm going to be pumped about it. Like, there's yep. there's no doubt. I will watch every single game, and so will you. You know, to be quite mm-hmm. frank. Uh, about the situation, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're just we're losing our minds with expansion. Before we've even gotten to the twelve team playoff, we we're talking about expanding even more. Congratulations to Charles uh, from Columbus; he's the winner of the four pack of tickets to go see uh, to go to the Open Season Sportsman's Expo uh, over at the Ohio Expo Center. And you were too kind, uh, giving Shark the eleventh caller that Jensen. I wish you would have done. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> yes, I wish you would have done fifty. If you ever wanted to watch the Buckeye uh, football game at a national historic landmark, uh, this upcoming season you could potentially get that that's next morning juice right here in the fan fan traffic from the atlas butler plumbing services traffic center hey there and good morning right now we are watching multiple crashes on your central ohio roadways the first one on 315 northbound at goodale street there is a crash over there that crews are working Second, the left lane is blocked on 315 southbound. Just beyond 161 in those southbound lanes, EMS is on the scene. Lastly, we are still watching a crash on I-270 southbound at 161 on the northeast side that has southbound traffic still slow moving. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stucker. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you make a wise crack about Dayton pizza, Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, uh, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. President General Manager of your Columbus crew, Tim Bezbachenko, is going to join us coming up here in about 15 minutes' time in our next segment. They're in trophy hunt mode right now, man. Uh, the way that this team is assembled, you just racked up one. You got one in 2020. It's a little bit different of a squad, obviously, you know, this year compared to last. But uh, how are they going to handle, you know, fixture congestion and all that? So their first game comes up here Saturday, new season, new us. So we'll see what Wilfried Nancy and the boys uh, are able to doctor, doctor up. But Presbaz, he's going to join us, like I said, here in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, coming up in our next segment. I'm super pumped about that. Um, hopefully he doesn't have AT&T. I, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know exactly what Bez's phone situation is, but uh, maybe we can get him on a landline. Have you tried to make a call, Jensen? Um, <clears throat> no, I just went up to uh, uh, tell Michelle because uh, she's listening uh, on the app uh, or on, on the uh, on the site on the app uh, everywhere, every which way. And uh, <clears throat> I told her, I was like, yeah, we, we couldn't get uh, one of our guests because of uh, the AT&T. And she's like, oh, really? Uh, she goes. My phone seems to be working fine. All so right, good. I wonder if wonder if they're I wonder if they're starting to come back online. If they had to reboot the system, I'll if plug they, it, if plug they it had, back in, they might have had to blow into the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and to to be able to get it, uh, it might be as simple as that. 
but we'll see what what happens. You know, people who are 25 and younger don't understand that <laughs> reference, Jensen, and that makes me <laughs> very sad. Really old, yeah. <laughs> N64 game not working. Yeah, just take the cartridge out, blow on it, see what happens. Uh, yeah, and it says right here. I was you know reading this article from H, the AP Wire, strung this together. Said a number of Americans are dealing with cellular outages. Uh, on AT&T, Cricket, Wireless, Verizon, T-Mobile, and other service providers. So I guess it's wow. hitting like everybody. It's big. So AT&T had more than 50,000 outages this morning's uh, this morning in locations including Houston, Atlanta, Chicago. Obviously, we heard about it in Philly and Alaska and, uh, I, you know, here in Ohio with uh, Mark Scheig not being, not being able yeah. uh, to take our call this morning. So that's a crazy Wild. situation. So hopefully all that gets fixed. But, yeah, I guess you are allowed to text Texting is fine, but the actual cell service is down. So uh, not a good situation they find this in. We've been talking about this a lot this morning, uh, that the November 16th matchup between Ohio State and Northwestern could be, is reportedly being played at Wrigley Field. Now, it's going to be a logistical nightmare. I mean, you've talked about it, Jensen. You were there. You did the Peacock stream uh, last year. Was that July? Uh, You did that or August? Yeah, August at Fenway. And and that was was just from a, a standpoint of, of the spacing in there, like I, we know, just on, a, on a, any regular season game, visiting TV, visiting radio, there, it's pretty cramped quarters. Yeah. So imagine it, putting on a big time Division One college football game at Wrigley Field. Yeah, and it's going to be the, it's the same thing, right? I mean, it's yes. it's old and you know uh, it's a dump, uh, but it's their dump. Like that's they love it, and you know there could be sewage coming up um, from the bathrooms. But again, that's that's what I guess <laughs> is great about it. You can sit out there in the bleachers and drink old style. Uh, and you could like that. So apparently, you know, the November 16th game, like I said, for Northwestern uh, against Ohio State, that's going to be played at Wrigley Field. And I, that's like a once in a, it is a once in, it's not like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, I mean, it is a once in a life and a once in a lifetime opportunity. If you're a Buckeye fan watching your team play at Wrigley Field, uh, I feel like that's a pretty sweet little, I mean, bucket lister. I, logistically, you would have to imagine that it'd be much easier for Northwestern to accomplish a, handshake agreement with the city of Chicago who owns Soldier Field and is run by the Park District to just use Soldier Field every game. But the problem is that Northwestern's not going to draw 60,000 people and the money that it takes to operate that building uh, at that level. Like the Buckeyes, you'd have no problem, you know, selling out Soldier Field. Like that, I don't think would be a cause for concern at all. But uh, if you're talking about like in Indiana, that game's being played at SeatGeek Stadium, which is the 20,000-seat soccer stadium, which would just be like what we have at Lower.com Field uh, right here. So that entire thing is a mess. But it got me thinking that, I mean, Shark, if you want to hop on the headset here, you know, you talked about Ohio Stadium yesterday. And uh, what was the phrase that you used for it? I love Ohio Stadium. I love the horseshoe. It's very historic. But when I went over to South Bend, when was that? End of September? Yes. It it's That's an old stadium, too, but it's really nice. They have spruced it up. Ohio Stadium... Thankfully, they've gotten rid of the porta potties and actually given you some nice plumbing in there. Mm. But it's not—I I called it a dump yeah. beam, and I—I—I I, I related it to old Cleveland Stadium. Oh, right. When they yep. in the mm-hmm. late '80s, when they were start started talking about a new stadium, I was like, "Why? Why would you build a new stadium? This place is great." I grew up in Cleveland Stadium. And then Jacobs Field arrived, and I was like, "What did you ever live before that? Yeah, what was <laughs> I thinking? This place is a, a palace." And I think that's probably once you got over the shock of the horseshoe being replaced, you walk into that new palace yeah. with modern amenities and concession stands and everything like that. I think people would be okay with. I it. I mean, let's just say that Ohio Stadium has to close down for a year. 
right? I mean, like if if they're gonna do, if they're gonna blow it out again. I said yesterday when you said that, fix the shot first. Like, let's throw a couple hundred million uh, into the into the bucket to fix the basketball environment. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to play hypothetical and that Ohio State does need to do some amenities and it's going to take a, a season long, I don't know where Ohio State would play. I mean, Chicago's got these options, and you could obviously play it at Wrigley, and you could play it at Guaranteed Rate Field is where the White Sox play, and they've got a soccer stadium, and they've got a football so stadium. Have, I, I, don't know, be, I don't know I don't know where they go would between, go. Yeah, you'd have to go between Cleveland and Cincinnati. And, and to be honest with where travel is right now, uh, that's that's probably what they do. So if they could try and find a way to, you know, obviously be respectful of if it's you know the Bengals are on the road and it works out with the schedule, um, then you do it that way. Uh, that would be my guess. Is you've got to imagine imagine selling it out. I mean that that should be pretty easy, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and and it's an easy travel. You're in a pro stadium. Oh, by the way, guess what? They get a sneak peek at what an updated stadium might look like. Mm-hmm. You know, at Paycor or or down at, uh, up at uh, not that uh, the stadium by the lake right now is updated because we're already talking about putting a dome over that thing <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the airport. Um, yeah. So now that that'd be my guess, Beamer is is with enough of of the funding there and the ability to do it again. You're not having to travel you know, long distances to do that. I think that would be manageable if they were forced to do it, period. Well, I don't think they can tear down the horseshoe because it's on the... It's a National Historic Land site. Yeah, Yeah. I I think by law they wouldn't be... So they would have to build a new stadium while they're still playing in the horseshoe. I don't know where on campus you would build a new stadium. There's not a lot of room. (laughs) No, I don't Uh, know. Maybe tear down the Fawcett Center or something and move it over... In that big field, but yeah, I I don't know what the uh, I, I, will the horseshoe still be standing a hundred years from now? I don't know. You're still going to be using it fifty <laughs> years from now? I have no idea. I have Beamer, no how, idea. How long did it take to renovate now Soldier Field, or at least what they've put into it? I think it was remember? a couple of years. Okay, it was, it was at least I know it was one season. Okay. It was so one season for sure. Okay, so they did it in phases, and obviously with the shot, you can you can have the the practice facility again. You can be indoor outdoor. You won't be able to really get on your surface if they're having to, uh, you know, do wholesale changes in there. But you can kind of foreshadow that if you had to do it in stages because you you physically don't. I think Sharky's right. You don't really have anywhere else on campus to do it. You don't want to lose that that on-campus presence is, is there a way to segment it the way they kind of did soldier field? I don't know if that's, you know, the bears missed one year. They missed one season. One year. Okay. Played in champagne, played a memorial stadium in champagne. Okay. But yeah, I I don't know what the horseshoe is going to be like in 50 years. Sure. (laughs) That's Mm. a, you know what? That's a problem for future Brandon to deal with and future Buckeye fans. Current Brandon (laughs) uh, likes the way that it is for right now. President general manager of your Columbus crew, Tim Bez, Pachanko, AKA Prez Bez. He joins us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning right now. Watch for slow moving traffic on 270 southbound at 161 on the east side of town. Traffic slow moving over there because of a crash from earlier this morning. The rest of your central Ohio roadways looking nice and clear. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stegerman. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones 
who get it done. Counting down the days until Sharks retirement. You're listening to Morning Juice. And Bez is going to join us here momentarily. We hope, unless he's got eighteen T, then oh no, I, yeah, oh, we no. might just be screwed. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea uh, what's going on. I tell you what, it would be a. I don't know what Ohio State's going to do with the Ohio State with Ohio Stadium if they ever decide to renovate it. And um, yeah. I mean, I know they've kind of upgraded things along the way, but mm-hmm. it's nothing really that's been like that palpable. That's forced them out of the stadium for a significant period of time. Um, but if they were. I'd be sad if they ever had to leave Columbus just for any period of time uh, and that we wouldn't get that. But I'll tell you what would be a, quite the unique environment is if they played at Lower.com Field. <laughs> I mean, I know oh, that will my. never happen. It's 20,000 people compared oh. to cathedrals and you're used to playing in a 100,000 mm-hmm. uh, spot stadium. But, I mean, imagine a, <laughs> imagine a Buckeye football game. I mean, we're talking about the Jackets playing a game at Ohio Stadium and in the horseshoe. Imagine the Buckeyes playing at the cruise stadium like that would be as raucous as you could ever imagine so you know there, there's so much made about the actual playing surface for the super bowl yeah uh, and you know like it's grown you know a couple weeks uh or, or it's grown throughout the year it's really procured and and manifested a few weeks leading up to it uh heck it's now even on roll see you and i share a passion okay for for european soccer yep. and and how those people are so far ahead when it comes to the playing surface. Yep. Turf that's science. Always, always been mind boggling to me about you've got a a ten, eleven, twelve billion dollar industry over here, and we still have the Meadowlands with one of the worst playing surfaces <laughs> yeah. in in all of professional sports. But like, don't you I, worry I, when it hosts the World Cup final in twenty twenty six. I'm oh sure that God. playing surface will be just fine. I'm sorry, but uh, whoever made that call, and, and there's nothing around it. Okay, it reminds me, <laughs> it reminds me of of out west. Uh, the old uh, San Diego Chargers was uh, Joe Robbie, or is that Miami? I can't remember. Uh, Jack Murphy, can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's it's it was just like in an, a huge empty parking lot. Uh, because I remember uh, one of my buddies. Uh, well, the old bachelor, Orange Bowl was just in a parking lot. Yeah, too. and that like, same. Yes, yeah. Miami Gardens down there yep. too. Uh, been to both sites. Went to the national title game. Uh, when it was uh, the Tim Tebow-led Florida Gators against the Sam Bradford-led Oklahoma Sooners. And I can remember that we were, we started a restaurant early in the day, and then everyone was like, well, hey, we're to get down to tail, like, that's all we've got. So don't think about walking anywhere to, like, you know, be, be able to get yourself service. You better bring everything. Um, I don't know how they decided. And, oh, by the way, the transportation, good luck for international people trying to navigate a subway. <laughs> Uh, well, first it, of all, it, like I, I said to myself, so these European cities and you know worldwide cities, like they're so relying on public transit. I'm like, our public yeah. transit stinks. And yes. when there was the rumor that it was going to be played in Arlington, I'm like, that's like the least public transit friendly zero. Yeah. <laughs> like, welcome the European mind to Arlington, Texas, where you have to drive everything by 40 minutes. Oh my God! I, it's the one thing I miss so much uh, from my trip to Italy was God. You can get on a train. You'd be anywhere you want, like an hour or two. Anyway, uh, it's unbelievable. Absolutely, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, just I feel like at the at the Death Star for a game would be a pretty raucous 
rocking environment. Yes. But when I was over in Manchester, Jensen, you'll like this, like talking about the turf science, yeah. that they had Rugby World Cup games that was played over at Old Trafford, where Manchester United plays. Sure. And they tore up the field. And their manager at the time, their head coach, um, Sir Alex Ferguson, was pissed like because they were playing their season and the field was all tore up and it got torn up for a year. And to your acknowledgement of like how they're much better like of, you know, kind of doctoring these things in here about growing the soil and, you know, the science that goes into it, they actually created a strain of grass that is less resistant to tearing away, uh, but is still soft and gives for the players in the right situations. And so, like, they put poured millions of dollars into this, and I'm taking the tour of the stadium. I yeah. found that to be, like, the most interesting thing. Like, the manager of Manchester United had so much power that he said, we need to design a new grass that our playing surface is stable enough to be able to host these events. And then they just went out there and did it. I, I, it doesn't shock me. And, and when trying to explain to people that just from a payroll perspective, like the bench of Chelsea uh, far outweighs the entire team, you know, payroll of some major league team, like the Oakland A's payroll this year is in two players off of Chelsea's bench. You know, like it, it is, they it, just swimming in, in euros. And, and to me, it, it, that was always the mind boggling part. All these these injuries, these non contact injuries because of playing surfaces, and I'm thinking I'm watching videos of like Real Madrid and Manchester City and all these other places that literally the field goes under the the actual surface. Yeah. Like they have this thing protected. They have these lights. They have these infusions. What are we doing? <laughs> why does this? Why is this not over here? Football. This is all we do. It is three days of the week. It's the biggest people- billion dollar industry in in sports. You people can't get the grass right? Come on. <laughs> Talking about Soldier Field being frozen between the months of December <laughs> through January. Yes, like it doesn't yes. make any sense. Real Madrid, who's one of the biggest soccer clubs like in in the is the biggest soccer club in the world. Like they're building their new stadium. So when the NFL heads over to Europe and does their first game in Spain, they're going to be playing at the new Bernabeu, which is their new stadium and they're building it. It looks remarkable. They have like a 100 foot like drop down underneath their stadium where they take the surface away they put it into segments and will grow it underground and if they need a different surface for like american football that's where then they they grow that surface and put it up i mean it's the the technology behind it is crazy and i would highly recommend if you've not seen the video of of what the renderings look like oh it's crazy it's a it's a full spaceship I mean, and this, we're playing a game at Wrigley Field. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Oh my god! I, by Dude, the way, I don't know awesome. how you you can't play those games during the baseball season. No, I mean, and that's the no thing way. is, it, if they needed if they needed the space, like let's say all hell breaks loose and they can't get in to any of the other local or or in the region stadiums, like if the Cubs are in it. Well, you sure as hell aren't playing any September games there. Right. And you may not be playing any October games there, at least for the first week or two. So, yeah, they're they're in trouble, man. I can they imagine really a the Friday and Saturday afternoon of November 16th, though, if Ohio State does play uh, at Wrigley Field, as, again, it's it's reported to being, that the Cubby Bear will have a record weekend. <laughs> like, oh, Rig- Wrigleyville will have – will shatter – Every record that it could possibly yeah. imagine with no the Buckeyes and Northwestern playing at Wrigley Field. I like wonder what those tickets are going to go for too. Like, I mean, they'll be it'll be monster pricing to get in there. 
Oh, and the, that's the thing, though, is you're right. It's it's limited for for quantity. So imagine, you know, all the people watching. I mean, you'll have triple, if not quadruple, the amount of people in the surrounding restaurants and places there. I mean, you're going to have bar owners calling in people from out of state to work. You know, they're like, hey, you, we we have we are going to have all that happens with the memorial here. tournament. Like exactly, I mean, they, you know, bartenders will fly in from yeah. across the country to come work here in Dublin. Yeah. And last year, we were talking to a guy from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> he comes we, up, he's a bartender in Dublin, Ohio, for the week. <laughs> like, man, it must must be pretty good. We we joked about Scottsdale. This is always in spring training because it feels like you know this is the slower time for Vegas when the pools are closed. Yeah, so everyone in Vegas. Uh, at least in the uh, the nightlife industry, flies in to Scottsdale for the uh, six to seven weeks that spring training is there, uh, and for all the fans and everyone and uh, all those people, they 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 make up the money. And then when the pools start to open there uh, in <laughs> April, they they return home. But uh, Scottsdale used to be the AAA for Vegas as far as the industry life yeah. goes. Um, God, just I can't even imagine what Chicago would have with, with that coming in. It's going to be a lot, I'll tell you that. And I would like to take a road trip up to Chicago if the Bear or not the Bears, if the Buckeyes ultimately do play uh, at Wrigley Field. We're going to reveal our fan poll next. Morning Juice, right here on the Fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and good morning. Right now, the center lane is blocked on 670 westbound near High because of a disabled vehicle. Again, that center lane blocking traffic, slowing those westbound lanes a little bit. Also, expect lane closures on the ramp from I-70 westbound to I-270 southbound due to a disabled vehicle on the east side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Sager. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Rob Manfred's least favorite radio show. This, 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 this is Morning Juice. Wrapping things up here. A little Thursday edition of the program. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark Shark, and we here on The Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can always visit them on the line. We're at feelgreatcolumbus.com. We were efforting to get Bez on, and Bez had presidential duties. He's he's busy. Don't have time. Don't have time for us, which makes sense because they're getting ready to play in a season opener. He did say that he was uh, giving uh, Rob, who is their uh, media director over at the crew, like a wrap-up signal. I don't know if he's in a meeting <laughs> like with sponsors. Oh. I have no clue, but he knew he needed to be in the phone interview, and he got bogged down. So we'll try him again tomorrow. But it, we didn't get 18. We got 18 teed once today, and then we got presidential dutied. Things happen. Things do happen indeed. It's all right. And this song is fitting for the day. Don't worry. Just be happy. Now I'm. Um, I was perusing. We have we've had Jeff Risen on. You know he covers the Lions uh, for Lions Wire, and he also covers the draft for Draft Wire. And the Caleb Williams. I don't know if you want to call it sweepstakes, but you know whatever. That's going to come to a head here, and we get the NFL Combine in Indianapolis next week. I believe is the date uh, of that uh, over at Lucas Oil, which is great. I'm glad the Combine is going back to Indianapolis. That should just be the home of the Combine for forever. Uh, it's great. That city is plenty capable enough to handle that. And uh, I saw Jeff Risen tweet out that say uh, that some people, you know, believe that Caleb Williams is the best draft prospect since Andrew Luck. And then under 
And then under, because Jeff also does like evaluations and, and, you know, grades, draft prospects. Under that, he had to say about the situation, because Williams would not be in the top 10, my top 10 quarterback grades since luck. Heck, he's QB three for me this year. He might be incredible. He might also be terrible. High variance of potential outcomes, lower grades for me. Um, so if you were a betting man, Jensen, and I know mm-hmm. that uh, you like to dabble, if you had to go out on a limb right now, either Caleb Williams will be a bust or Caleb Williams will be like on track to be a superstar, which basket are you putting more in the eggs of? It feels like from just talent alone, I, I mean, I can't see if he's 1-1, I can't see him being Jamarcus Russell. You know, that just it doesn't feel that way. But <clears throat> when you're asking for equity yeah. in a team yeah. and you haven't played it down, mm-hmm. don't like that already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, even when Patrick Mahomes negotiated his deal, um, you know, and I, I can't remember if it is against the CBA I, I don't know what the specifics are in NFL if players are not allowed to I do that. I think that is correct. Okay, until they retire, which would make sense. Yep. Um, and then just some of the other things, man. Was it Merrill Hodge uh, who was like, uh, yeah, CJ Stroud was my only guy you know, in this past draft that I had a first-round grade on, yeah. or even a top? Okay. I trust listening to guys that have been there, done that. I mean, you get a real litmus test from the guys that have been there for a couple years and the guys that have done it for a while and and are even now looking at it from a different lens. So I would say I'd be I would have trepidation, word of the day, trepidation uh on on Caleb Williams. Shark, where do, where do you land? What, oh, what man. Did you put your basket in? This is this is so hypothetical because Gosh, I can remember when Peyton Manning was coming out. He was going to a, a, a team that was awful, obviously. And Peyton wasn't pick. very good in the first Pey- couple went, of years, they right? They went three and thirteen yeah. his first year, and he set the NFL record for most interceptions. Yeah. And you thought, well, maybe they Bust. should have gone with Ryan Leaf because there yeah. was some debate whether it would be Manning or Ryan Leaf. And then you look at a guy like CJ; he's going to an awful team, and you think, oh boy, it could be a little bumpy, and mm-hmm. he yeah, ends up being great. So, I. I would. I don't think he'll be a bust. Now, is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Uh, if I had to make a bet, I would. I would go on the side of <laughs> he'll be really good. Yeah. But I. I do think in those first few years, yeah. if they take him, it's going to. It's going to look bad for Chicago because I think Justin's going to tear it up. I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Is that the Bears will mess this up? Like, it's just. We talked about the Falcons being the favorite to land Justin Fields now being at minus one thirty, according to some of the odds makers out there. That the Falcons are going to be his next team. Plus three fifty is the Steelers, so they're in the running for that. No AFC North fan wants that. Like you'd rather have Russell Wilson, <laughs> you know, come to the Pittsburgh Steelers than I think Justin Fields. And uh, I'm speaking upon the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens contingent. I think um, when I'm saying that. But the problem will be, Shark, what you had just mentioned. I mean, if Caleb toils around in Chicago and Justin goes down with the offense, Jensen, that you're mentioning, you know, with the weapons that you get down there, like he's playing in a dome, he's playing in his home state, he's playing for his hometown team. Then all of a sudden, Justin lights the league on fire and Caleb has a, a bad year. Then... I mean, the Bears will just be scapegoated. So whatever happens, like, I don't think there's going to be an in-between for Caleb Williams. I think it'll be either be really good or really bad. I don't think there's average in there. 
Why are we listening to... Uh... Well, we heard Bobby McFerrin, uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy, because in 1989 it won Grammy for Best Song. And we're playing this because Jay Lou's on today. And, and we're almost ready to start playing baseball out there in Arizona and down in Florida. I haven't heard this song since last baseball season. That's correct. My favorite part of baseball season is actually getting to play this song. I mean, <laughs> my favorite part of the Rangers being in the World Series is that we were able to play Creed a lot. <laughs> oh. Just a phenomenal uh, cross-reference. Hey, uh, yeah, we'll have some hot takes on uh, Elmy Network today. Uh, talk a little uh, Guardians, a little For the Land. 945, right? 945, yes. Appointment viewing television. Yeah, and it will be network. I love that. Before we get out of here today, our daily fan poll, sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. Where would you most want to see the Buckeyes play in Chicago against Northwestern? Again, reported to be at Wrigley Field for their November 16th date. Of the options that they have available to them, it is Wrigley, it is Soldier Field, guaranteed rate field on the south side where the Sox play or SeatGeek Stadium uh, where the Chicago Fire, their MLS team plays. I mean, what are you thinking, Jensen? For me, it's, I mean, it would it would be Soldier Field, but that's, I'm a, I'm a Bears fan, so I take my hat out of this conversation. Yeah, I would say that uh, your idea of that it's a one, it's a one-off, it's a one of one yeah. at Wrigley, and if you can get it, uh, and you can get in, boy, what a viewing experience that'll be just in and of itself. Of course. And what a road trip that is. Like, Evanston, again, about 40 minutes north of the city, half hour north of the city. Like, any of those stadiums outside of SeatGeek, which is the MLS stadium out there in uh, Bridgeview, like, you're, I mean, it's downtown Chicago uh, that you're in. So, yeah, I think that, that would, again, I'm not dealing with the logistics and the travel of getting into Wrigley or doing a broadcast from Wrigley. So I don't have to worry about that. But selfishly, yes, uh, Soldier Field would be great. And then at the same time, Wrigley would be such a unique atmosphere uh, to watch a ball game. Go to the bleachers, get yourself uh, many old styles. Go to the Cubby Bear beforehand and then watch the Buckeyes beat Northwestern by about 50 points. So uh, that sounds pretty good. J. Lou had so much fun today. Uh, what do you say we do it again tomorrow around 6 a.m. if they allow us? You good with that? Um, it, yeah, as long as AT&T doesn't have an outage. <laughs> uh, we need to get that fixed. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be there, bud. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, that sounds great. Uncle Bo, the boys coming up next. Uncle Bo back from vacation. He missed nothing uh, over the course of the last week uh, in Columbus sports. So Unc is back. Uh, they're on from 9 to noon. We are back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning juice right here. Here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now watching slow moving traffic on I-670 westbound near High Street. The center lane blocked because of a disabled vehicle that has that westbound traffic moving slowly. Also expect lane closures over on the east side. The ramp from I-70 westbound to I-270 southbound has a disabled vehicle that has lanes shut down. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steigerwald. This is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Just five weeks away now from MLB opening day. Now your current ESPN Bet World Series odds have the Dodgers as the favorite at 4-1 to with the Braves 6-1. to Astros are 8-1. to Yankees 9-1. to Reds are tied with the 19th best odds to win the World Series at 50-1. to And the Guardians have the 21st best odds at 60-1. to For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Steady Vegas. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Casting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars, Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good morning, I'm Eric Reeser. The Blue Jackets wrapped up a four-game road trip last night in Anaheim, doing so on a high note, beating the less-than-mighty Ducks 7-4. Zach Wierenski scored two of the Jackets' three first-period goals. Johnny Goudreau had the other one. Anaheim was able to tie things up at four heading into the third period, but the Jackets scored three in the final 20 to get the win. CBJ are back on home ice Friday against Buffalo. The MLS regular season kicked off last night in South Florida. Messi and Inter-Miami beat Real Salt Lake 2-0. The Columbus crew beat in their MLS Cup defense this coming Saturday, hosting Atlanta United at 2 p.m. And in college hoops, the Ohio State men's squad looks to end a 16-game road losing streak. Buckeyes are at Minnesota tonight at 8. You can hear that one on the fan with pregame coverage at 7. And the second-ranked Ohio State women's squads at Penn State tonight at 6. Maddie Andrews will have pregame coverage on 1460 ESPN at 545. Breaking sports news when it happens on the fan. Ohio sports destination. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.